This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net Hello and welcome to Homestay Radio's Transfer Special. We've yet again irresponsibly decided to commit ourselves to over three hours live broadcasting on the panickiest, angriest, most tense day of the football calendar. My name is Chris Hambling and I am your host tonight. We'll be joined by a rotation, not a ro- rotation, not a rotation. Oh, I said it like that. Hmm. Of regular presenters and all going to plan, Club Chairman Steve Parrish will join us a bit later on. Uh, we'll be reviewing the Cup win against Stoke, chatting transfers, bringing live updates, and there'll even be a quiz as we run out of things to do by 11. As always, get in touch through, throughout the show uh, using, using, going to, ah, oh, this is bad. I've written this wrong, and I'm sounding like quite the fool. Go to wholeradio.net forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch. And uh, the phone lines will be open later on. I'm getting a uh, phone call on my iPad as I read. So it's good, isn't it? So I got rid of the thing that I was reading. Um... You just decline that little call right there. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Homesdale Radio, Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net That was that was impressive. So anyway, um, I am joined joined by Lucy White. Good evening, Hambo. Good evening, indeed. Uh, Alex Penge. Hi, Hambo. How um, are you? Everyone's calling me Hambo today. Interesting. Uh, I've also, you said, how are you? Yeah, and how are you, Hambo? Got, just haven't got time for that. Um, okay, sorry. It's just, <laughs> we have yeah, got three hours. hours. Well, that's true. We can talk about that later on when we really have nothing else to say. But uh, <laughs> for the time being, let's uh, try and focus on the, the, the transfer window show that we're currently actually doing, broadcasting live. Um, also got Mr. Joe Holyoke there. Hello, Joe. Hi, Mike. Yeah, um, that's brief to the point. Hello. Um, so there's lots and lots and lots for us to talk about today, but I'll give you a rough idea of what's coming up on the show. Um, as my door randomly opens, things are going wrong for me today. So uh, a bit later on, we'll start opening the phone lines at about 20 to 9. Uh, you can have your uh, opinion on the Stoke game. That's the first uh, sort of first 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll be going over to you on the phones. The number, if you write it down now for later on, it's 0208. 
1234098. That's 0208 1234098. <clears throat> Excuse me. As mentioned in the introduction, Steve Parrish has agreed to join us uh, as he usually does on the transfer window day. That is, of course, subject to change uh, depending on what happens. Clearly, his priorities uh, have to go with what's actually going on at the club at the moment. Um, we'll also be bringing you your best of your forward reviews of the game later on. Um, there'll be music throughout the show to give us a little bit of break um, over the three hours. There'll be a change of presenters as we go. We've got the Ultimate Squad feature, uh, which this week is Ashley Cole. Um, I was quite surprised that he was uh, nominated by the listeners, but there you go. Uh, had some interesting uh, feedback from people on that one. The Twitter vote went um, was probably the, the most amount of votes we've ever got in terms of voting in or bin. If you want to get involved in that, go to holradio.net forward slash vote. Uh, as I mentioned also in the introduction, we'll have a little quiz later on as we're uh, struggling for content. But hopefully most of what we'll be doing will be reacting to the news in the transfer window. I'm sure we're going to sign a huge number of players, as we always do, and everyone's going to be really happy. That's definitely, definitely what's going to happen. Um, we've got, um, well, we've, we've obviously got uh, a couple of things to talk about in terms of the ins. We've signed uh, Emmanuel Adebayor and also Randall Williams from uh, Tower Hamlets as our non-league signing and our one for the future. We're having a quick chat about, about both of them. Uh, there's a couple in the out column as well. Jack Hunt joined Sheffield Wednesday permanently uh, earlier on in the window. And also Johnny Williams went out on loan to MK Dons. We'll be chatting about those as well. So plenty to get on with. And there's all sorts of rumours floating about. And we'll give you our opinions on those. But first up, despite the fact I can hear a phone in the background. First up, let's talk about the Stoke game. It was a deserved 1-0 win in the FA Cup. Um, absolutely Brilliant to get into the fifth round. Um, not had the best of draws. Keep drawing Premier League clubs, and that's what's happened again in the fifth round. We're away to Spurs. I'll be talking about what we reckon our chances are in that. But let's let's get into talking about that game. Um, overall, the performance, I felt, was really, really good. And I don't want to start anywhere else without um, starting with the goal from Wilfred Zaha. Now, Alex, a um, bit special from Wilf, that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and it sort of reminiscent of his finishing the playoff semi-final where, you know, quick burst of pace quick bit of skill and it just shows you know the wilf that we i think we first well, it, well what we expected when he first broke through in the palace team we all expected him sort of to be a striker and you know it hasn't happened that way but i'm um, i'm expecting after that goal he'll probably have a few more opportunities you know some as a two um as part of a two up top um with wickham or adebay or um because you know he's just got that you know, great skill, great quick feet, which you need in those situations. So, yeah, that was a good goal by Wilf. Um, Joe, we've talked about this before when we first spoke to Wilf as a, as a youngster. He saw himself as a striker. Some clear striker's instincts on show there. Yeah, I mean, we. I think the, the best insight into uh, into Wilf's striking prowess was um, was against Brighton. So we all know what he could do, you know, three or four years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got tremendously quick feet. Um, and, it, and it shows three or four players you know I, I, one of their defenders I can't remember who it was I mean he gave up I, I don't know whether he didn't, he didn't go to make a challenge but yeah I mean a fantastic goal yeah, gets, it, the season gets to be getting a little bit better for him He's, he seems to be on, a, on, a, on an upward curve Mm, definitely, and there's a lot of talk, um, mainly amongst Palace fans, it has to be said at the moment, about whether or not he's ready for an England recall. In fact, uh, later on, there's a four-word review on that subject. Uh, what do you think, Luce? Is, is Wilf ready for England? Is there anyone who can do what what he does in the England squad? 
Um, I don't, I don't, I, I, I really don't know. I think it would be fantastic for him to have that opportunity again, and obviously it's good for Palace for him to be called up. But is he ready? I don't know. It's, I think he, he it's a bit hit and miss still, still in it. He's, He's uh, uh, oh, um, gel has caused an issue. issue. Um, gel, could you <laughs> could you mute or something? You've, you've broken things. He's brilliant, brilliant. Just so you know, everyone, Joe was just changing his earphones in the middle of the show. Don't worry about it, Joe. That's that's absolutely fine. Cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, no, look, I understand where you're coming from. Luke. Is he ready? That's always going to be the debate around Wilf because he's, he's got, you know, he's, he's a he's a strange character in a lot of ways. He's, to me, he's he's younger than he seems. If that makes mm. sense, he's you know. He has been a bit naive in the past, but the last season or so, when he talks in the press, he, he seems just much more confident, much more self-assured. Um, you know, he's, he's growing up. And, and I think that, um, I've just seen there, Alex has, has put up in the chat that uh, Wilf is 16 to 1. Um, best, best odds top. to get into. Oh, that's, I think that's phenomenal, because like I say, I don't think that there's um, anything that can be done. I mean, interesting things going on in my house as well. The TV has unmuted itself. Um, I don't know what's happening at the start of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just laugh it off, Hambo. Sixteen to one, but sixteen to one is good odds, though, Chris. Don't you think? Um, it would be if it wasn't if I hadn't seen the sort of the pattern of picking players, because of course, um, you know, we've seen Jesse Lingard be picked yeah. for the England squad ahead of Wilf. If that when that happens, no matter what. Now, whatever you can sort of say about the, the England selection policy, when a player who's barely played top-level football gets in the full England squad ahead of a player who's got two caps and has been, you know, has been excellent, it's just it's mm. incredibly frustrating to see. And, and you know, I feel sorry for Wilf because there's that story, isn't there, about him in the under-21s and Henderson and all the rest of the players turning on him. And I do wonder if that's going to follow him for the, for the rest of his career. Really. And didn't he not go to a tournament of the under-21s? Because of that, or yeah. I think there was a there was a bit of conflict in the dressing room, and I think he missed out on a big tournament, which could have been good for his England career and his progression going forward in the in the setup. So that's a shame, really. De- definitely, loose. I think it would be good if, for example, we had like Scott Dan there with him. Mm. Um, I I think at the minute I think Scott Dan is more deserved of a place, and I know we're. T- talking about two very different players but I think if Scott Dan's there maybe has a couple of games of England and then Wilf gets the call I think it would give him that little bit more confidence I totally agree that he has, has you know his confidence has skyrocketed and that just went to show on Saturday but um, yeah I think I don't think Wilf is quite ready yet but yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, we always talked about consistency with Wilf, haven't we? Um, mm, Tom, yeah. you know, you've you've seen Wilf, um, you know, sort of grow up as this from this young kid in the squad. What, what do you make of his chances internationally now? Um, well, there's probably as best as he ever had on an opportunity. Really, um, he's he's playing some of the best football he's played for us in the club, as you say. He's sort of matured and grown into role and feels a bit more comfortable on his feet. Um, we're starting to see that Wilf evolve that we saw, obviously. When he when he first broke into broke into the team had that excellent season uh, with the sorry, eighteen months I should say with the promotion season and um, the season just a bit before but as as, you, as others have already said you know it seems to be unless you're one of the the big four or the perceived um, more favoured certain group of clubs in England is the chances of getting in the England squad are, are quite minimal um, I think it's going to take something absolutely 
huge and special to sort of break in, you know, maybe get a hat trick against a, one that one of the, the 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 big four around the coming up to the international squad being named. But I noticed there you tried to say the words uh, huge and special at the same time and just went for a while. Just thought I'd draw attention to it. Yeah. But um, just a quick update for you um, on Sky Sports News. I believe they are saying the uh, deal to sign Rob Green has collapsed. I'm sure not too many will be disappointed about that. <laughs> Looking at the reaction on Twitter, um, it's something we'll talk about a little bit later on. Alex McCarthy, of course, has been spotted at Fulham looking to join them on loan. But um, the consensus is that won't happen unless we get someone in to cover uh, for his absence. So interesting to see how that one pans out. Obviously, we've still plenty of time left to go in the transfer window. Um, so, Nia, not too much more to say, to say about Wilf other than to say, you know, from my perspective, um, seeing him put that goal away, the next thing for him is he's got to do it more often. He, he's been getting goals this season. He obviously scored in the last round of the Cup against Southampton with an excellent controlled volley. Um, but that's the first time I've seen him use that level of ability in, in the middle. And I just, I just want to see more of that from him. Um, you know, if, if I'm being completely honest. Just a quick note, if you're getting in touch with us today, I notice we've had a couple of calls already. The phone lines are opening actually at 8.40. Um, just want to give us a specific time for that so we can deal with all your calls. Um, as I say, keep, keep a note of the number for later on, 02, oh, 02-08-1234-098. Um, so, yeah, I think probably the next thing I want to talk about, and it's going to be a long, long discussion, um, and it's it's... It's, it's Mark Clattenburg. It's got to be Mark Clattenburg, right? Um, he is... You don't look... A you don't jerk? Look. <laughs> That's, That's putting right. it politely. Um, it, I, I don't know what to say, really, because I thought at the start of the game, there wasn't a huge amount going on, controversial-wise. He wasn't... Um, you know, he wasn't getting directly involved in, in any kind of contro- controversy. The game was panning out nicely. You know, everyone was, you know, it just it just seemed like maybe we're going to get a game where something doesn't go dramatically wrong. But he just couldn't help it. He just could not help it. You know, he's a referee who gets booed before the game starts. And, and that really says it all. But there's just a huge long line of problems that, that he caused in that game. The biggest one for me is <laughs> it's that... Players are going to well. They were injured. Players are going to get hurt when he keeps doing the things that he's doing. Um, let's let's start. You know, um, if I, if I may, Lucy, with the um, professional foul on Campbell early on. It was a yellow card. It's out on the left there. You know, we we know that chances are probably uh, Frank Fraser's probably not going to put that chance away. Bless him. But um, but uh, he's gone for the yellow card. I didn't think that was too bad a decision. What was your view of that? Uh it's. It's hard to say because I guess 99% of Palace fans have got a negative view of Mark Clattenburg. So whatever decision he's going to make is going to be the wrong decision. Um, I would say on this occasion, yeah, it probably it probably was a fair decision. But it, it just sort of is counterbalance with every other poor decision that he made so it just doesn't matter what he does it's just irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> it is look, and, and obviously people people are keen to jump on his back as i said he's booed before the game even starts but seriously it's it you know the, the guy has got to take some degree of responsibility for that because 
Oh, go on, Alex. You jump in before I lose the plot. Well, I, well, dare I say it? You know, I think Clattenburg over the past two seasons since the emergence of Michael Oliver, because obviously Michael Oliver now is probably seen as the best referee in the country after you know Webb's retirement, and I think Clattenburg's you know doing all these you know he's having these strange performances because he wants to be in the open again. I think he's lost that mantle now of being the FA's chosen chosen one to to Oliver and. You know he's having these rash performances, and you know it always, especially at Sellers Park. Some of the some of the games we've seen him refing. I think the Man City game at home, I think he refed that, and it was just terrible performance. The Chelsea, uh, I'm not sure if he was a ref for the Chelsea match, uh, no, the Arsenal match. Sorry, where we where um, Cochrane was close to getting um, a second yellow, but. I think wasn't that from, Lee Mason? That might have been Lee Mason, but there have yeah. been a few questionable performances on the Clattenburg, and I just think he's trying to make amends for you know losing his place off the mantelpiece um, in the uh, well, at the FA. Maybe, maybe there's a bit of that in it, but but for me, there just seems to be something in every Palace game. Joe, you're not going to mince your words, I'm sure. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts on what actually happened in this game? I mean, we're talking about the incident with Campbell, but obviously we can talk about the incident with. You know, several challenges going unpunished. You see, oh, Stephen Island clattering Wilf. We've got Stephen Island clattering Kabai. You know, what what is it with Clattenburg? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it, it, every, every every single top top game now, there's an adjudicator for the referee. I mean, he has to give a mark to the referee, and 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 if he gives him low marks, he needs to justify it. Now, I I can't understand how. There wasn't at least one red. I mean, the the island tackle on Kabai is the ball's gone. I mean, you can look at freeze frame photos. I mean, the ball is gone, and he's got a, a, a boot at forty five degrees and a boot at ninety degrees. I mean, it just <laughs> looks like he looks like he's going to do him. There's just so much. I don't know whether it's um, I don't know whether it's us because we just you know we we just like to moan about about everything really. But Clattenburg, <laughs> he, he certainly seems to. To be honest with you, I think it's I think it's it's all referees. I mean, there's, there's only there's twelve players. You know, there's twelve people we virtually hate against us every every week. One of them's a referee, well, and the linos, I suppose. But you know, the linesmen seem to seem to have every decision taken away from them, on-field decision apart from offsides and and from you know when you look at the Chelsea goal the other day when the ball was six or seven inches over the line, pulled back and they score. Was it not Chelsea City? Yeah, you know, against Everton the other night. You know, it's just it just there's too many big decisions um that that go missing and I, I just think that the amount of money now, you know, we're talking about five and a half billion. Um I think it needs we need to have cameras in a stand. I know they are looking at it. Um I just think we need to have, you know, cameras and a, and another another referee in a stand. Yeah, it can all be done very, very quickly. And the other thing as well is you don't actually have to stop play. You don't have to stop the play. You know, if he's missed it, then you know you you can tell generally by a crowd, a gasp sometimes mm. in a crowd. But you can you can tell by the players. Yeah. You know, yeah. not everyone acts, but you can see when when. I'll tell you what there is, right? I remember, and it's been about for a very, very long time. You can you can be booked for intent. If you actually go to do someone, then they're clever enough to get out of the way. You can you can be booked for for intent. And I, I just think you know, I think I'm sure that 
retrospectively, you know, there should be there should be yellows. I mean, you you can't re- retrospectively get a yellow. I mean, that no, but you can get you can get a red, but you can't get a yellow. We're, we're back to your idea of uh, getting old women to sit on the FA and look at yellow cards again, but we won't, we won't go back down that road. It'll confuse all the new listeners today. But no, in all, in all seriousness, mate, you, you you know you've hit on a bit of a point there in terms of retrospective action. The point with Clattenburg, unlike a lot of referees, is Clattenburg has seen these things. You know, and you don't get retrospective action if the, if the, if the referee's seen it. Um, you know, Stephen Ireland, anyone will tell you, Stephen Ireland was tearing around that pitch, making late challenge after late challenge after late challenge, and he didn't ever get any punishment for it. Uh, you know, I'm, I hate to see it. I hate to see when, at the start of the second half, the referee's got his arm around a player. You know, he walked up and started arm around, arm around Stephen Ireland, having a chat with him at, at the start of the second half, and I'm thinking, you know, this guy's lucky to be on the pitch, Alex. Um... I'm not sure if this has a correlation to uh, Kabai's injury. Because obviously that Kabai's injury, you know, he's rumoured to be out for now. Well, I'm, I'm here in April, but I'm not sure if that's just rumours at the moment. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's, that's way off. It, I don't know where you heard that. Was it broken a leg or something? Well, that's what I heard yesterday, but I'm not sure whether that yeah, was just rubbish. Pardew confirmed earlier on today that he's got an outside chance. He's having a fitness test for the game, um, game okay. tomorrow. So definitely but, not out to April. Everyone calm down. It's fine. Okay, thank God. But, thank goodness <laughs> for that. But then the same time is that, you know, we could have lost a player like Kabai you know, yesterday because of poor officiating, not taking control of the game. And that could have completely ruined our season. That could have completely ruined mm. where we're going to be set for next season, completely ruined the players we can bring in this, in the summer. And that's just because of lousy officiating. And it's just things like that. For so, players of, that we've got, players of uh, the ability, you know, the likes of Wilf and Kabai, you know, you know, playing against a team like Stoke, you know, especially their their second string eleven, which are you know looking at you know all just tough and all all you know lose control. It it it, it could have been completely couldn't have been dangerous. Could have been dangerous for our season. Um, and yeah, it, I, you know, Clatterberg definitely needed to get a grip yesterday or on Saturday because he was a joke. Uh, go on, Lucy, jump in there. I've got I've got some more to add to that. But go on, Lucy. Hello. Hmm. I'm here. Sorry, I was muted. Brilliant. Um, right I, I think the um, most laughable thing was the fact that he gave Punch in a yellow. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's, it, he's just clueless. He's absolutely clueless, and he's so biased towards us. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's because he's um, a Newcastle fan or whether he's just he's got it in for us. But it, it's just so frustrating that. As soon as you hear that he's reffing a game, you think, well, that's it. You know, the seasons yeah. aren't going to go our way. Obviously, we can't, we can't, you can't directly say that you know he's cheating or anything like that. You can, you can feel like it, but you can't say it directly. Otherwise, you end up libeling people. But obviously, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, it does, it does stick in the craw. I believe the phrase is if you, you know, if you actually start totaling up. The, the incidents against us. You know, everyone remembers the, the Spironi incident where, you know, he's just, you know, and a goal came from that. And again, and you talk, go back, going back to the fact that Punching was booked. Not just that, he was booked after shouting at the ref, after Shakiri's very nearly put them level at 1 1, when Kabai's rolling on the round on the floor with, a, with an injury that takes him out of the game. How, and, you know, something really does need to be done about that. And and I don't know what, it, what you can do because he seems to have impunity. I've just noticed a, a tweet we got in from, uh, from Russ Hubbard. He says, any idea at all how Clattenburg gets away in front of the assessors every week? And he's went, they went, grr, which is, uh, I think it's the best way of expressing the frustration there because, you know, what, what do you do? What do you do? And, uh, you know, you, you get, 
we're, you know, we're, we've got a game here where we've won 1-0 to get through to the next round of the Cup, and all we could really are focused on at the moment is the fact that Klattenberg nearly cost us it, and, and, nearly, and has, you know, has, has nearly cost us a, a goodbye for potentially a, a longer spell out. It's just... It's frustrating as hell. Um, there's some views in the chat room there, Alex. If you've got those for me, yeah, sure. We've actually got some. We've actually got some contrasting views to what we feel. Um, Ryan, the, Ryan Eagle says it was one of his better performances, but he doesn't have a lot to live up to. Uh, Five <laughs> Belly says it wasn't a red for the tackle on Campbell, not central enough. While Lee Bowman shares our views that refereeing, particularly at Sellers, has been shambolic this season. So, like a mixed bunch there. Um, different to what we've uh, been thinking. Yeah, that's holradio.net forward slash chat if you want to get involved there. Um, so, yeah, like you say, contrasting views. I, I kind of agree with the point that it wasn't one of his worst game. But, yeah, it is comparative, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating. Tom? Yeah, just on that point of the worst game, I mean, it's almost a shame uh, Terence isn't here at the moment because he's got a, a bit of a bee in his bonnet about Mark Clattenburg. I've, I've just popped over a quick look at his, his excellent website, redandbluearmy.co.uk, in case you didn't know about it. Um, and you, you're right. There's just the the amount of times that he has cost us points in games. I mean, I know we're we're focusing in on, on on one team, and you know it might be the same for others. But I mean, you look, you can see there's the the incident on Spironi. There's the whole game where he disallowed a goal and then allowed another one for the opposition who had a handball. And it's just you can go through and you can see time and time again, nearly every game he refs us. There's some incident or key. In a moment that he he's just let go, and I just don't understand, as you say, how he keeps getting away with it. It, it, it it's big as belief. Yeah, absolutely. We could, I'm sure we could talk about Clattenburg all day, and uh, I dare say, uh, from about eight forty when the callers start coming in, I'm sure there'll th- be some further views on that. Go on, Joe. I think he'd like us to. <laughs> That's it. Talk it? about him because I mean, it is it's all about him, isn't it? Um, when you've got, I've said it before, I think um, probably in his last appearance at Sellers Park, but when you've got a whole stadium singing that. You know, the question, I think you said it at the time, Lucy, in the ground, you know, he pro- that's probably what he's been waiting for. Um, you know, to, to The referee's yeah. got his own song. Yeah. He's apart, the from, apart from the referees. Are... Yeah, the general ref songs. He's actually got his own one. It's, um, there you go, I don't know. The noise um, from that was fantastic. It was like, I think literally the whole stadium, apart from the Stoke fans, were in unison. <laughs> Loudest we've been all season, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I'll tell you the other, the other thing about Stoke. I mean, we, we, we've played them, seems to be playing every couple of months at the moment. Um, they're a very physical size. And, and, and being in the cup, you know, they've got massive changes. They've got players that want to get back into the first team. But, you know, you need to make no bones about it. Mark Hughes was a massively physical player when he played, and he wants his players to play in the same vein that, that he did. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like Pulis. He just wants his team to go out and smash people. It's like like us years ago. You know, like, like Wimbledon used to go out there and just... In, intimidation is a huge part. You know, if you can't if you can't be on a par with, with skill, you know, like us against City, we can... We can match them for endeavour. We we really can't. You can't be matching, you know, our forwards against Aguero and and our midfielders against Torre. You know, they are just a complete class apart. But you know, you just you just have to you just have to to, to deal with it. That you know, other day, Arsenal are not going to kick us off the fit. Well, I'm saying that they might do. Cockerham <laughs> might try and kick us off the park, but um, but you know, they'll they'll pass us off the park. But we'll try and kick them. That's that's the way that it goes, you know. We come up against physical sides, so we can't really, 
start moaning about being booted here. But what we can moan about, like a lot, a lot we have said, is when the referees miss, and and he's missed, you know, he, like I think Five Belly said in the chat, you know, it, it probably it probably was he was a yeller, but the one on Kabai, I mean that's that's horrific. You've only got to show that at referees conference, and they'll just go, why didn't you give a red for that? In fact, yeah. what you know, it, it's ridiculous how how that's not been given. Yeah, well, Wilson, who made the challenge on, on Campbell and got the yellow, later on in the game made, made another poor challenge. And and you actually saw Clattenburg go to his pocket and then change his mind because he knew he'd have to send him off. I mean, that's frustrating to see because it, if it's a yellow card challenge, it's a yellow card challenge. you know. And, and, and part of me thinks, you know, that's a bit of common sense. Let's not ruin the game. And if it had been the other, you know, us on the receiving end of that bit of generosity, I probably would have thought, you know, fair play to you. But... When you actually catalogue that with all the other things that sort of seem to go against us because of his his decisions, and it's things like weight making a sort of ball shape with his hands when Kabai's been clattered late with a two footed challenge, so he's he's seen the challenge, the ball's nowhere near it when contact's made, yet he's saying, oh, he's won the ball. I mean, that's that's either extreme ineptitude, you know, and he's he's the second highest paid ref in the Premier League, I believe. So it, surely it can't be that. Do you know if the club can actually go to the Premier League and say, can, you, can we ever, can, you know, it quite clearly has injured our player through that tackle. Can you tell us why there was no action? Do, do, as a club, can we, I'm sure I've asked this before, can we not go to the, to the Premier League and ask them for an explanation like they would ask for an explanation, like they did ask for an explanation about, um, about Wickham's elbow? Can we, can we not do stuff well, like that? We are part um, of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, it's not the Premier League that control the refs, it's, it's the FA, of course. And I believe I'm right in saying that the FA have pretty much, certainly if a fan get in t- gets in touch with them about a referee, they can pretty much cut and paste the same email every time. That's all they do. Um, it's not really in their their interest, I think, to, to criticise the officials because it opens the floodgates. But like you say, in a direct sort of communication with a club that's not public, you know, maybe there should be some sort of recompense for the club to, to go back and say, look, you know, he's clearly made a mistake here, but I don't know. I don't know what to say, really. Um, just go to a couple of tweets before we, um, before we go any further on this. Um, Terence, redandbluearmy.co.uk, got in touch. He's on later on, but he said he's not currently on the show because he's plotting Clattenburg's murder. Um, he's also then tweeted the Met Police afterwards to express that that's not necessarily going to happen. Um, <laughs> to try and get himself out of trouble there. Uh, Chris Kay got in touch. Worst Clattenburg performance was when Dawson closed line Speroni. Absolutely right there. Um, so, and what else we got? Oh, yeah, Mummy White got in touch earlier on and saying that um, there's an article on the BBC Sport website suggesting that quite soon we might see referees give post-match interviews. I think that's absolutely fantastic as an idea. <laughs> I'd like to see it. What do you reckon, Alex? Yeah, well, they do it in well, a, a few occasions when mis- referees have made mistakes in the Bundesliga. You know, they've come out and been held accountable and said, you know, oh, I've made the wrong decision here or things like that. And I think that's something that would would maybe work. But the problem is, it just depends whether, you know, you know it, you know, it's exploited and you know it's li- little things are picked on rather than you know those big events in matches that we we've noticed from Saturday. So. I mean, look. Part of the you know part of the game is is the imperfections from human error, and referees you know are very much part of that as well. But it's the la- the lack of humility at times, and it's you know I don't know at which point Clattenburg has realised that he's made a massive error there. But if it's before he's booked Punchin, he should probably be a little bit more understanding, yeah. um, in my view. Although we don't know what Punch said, I know what I would have said. Um, <laughs> there we go. 
Um, anyway, look, we've, we've talked about this a lot. I'm sure we might well come back to it um, once we open the phone lines in 10 minutes. 0208 Open from 8.40. Taking your calls on Homestay Radio. That was like um, I was on a real radio show. I won't, I won't do that again. I sincerely apologise. Silky. <laughs> this is a real radio show. Is it? Well. well then what on earth are we doing on it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, there's... there's I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say. I'm going to try and get my mind away from how angry I'm about Clattenburg. I did want to talk about the fact that um, obviously Wickham got a trial by TV, but because this was a, an FA Cup game and not really focused on, uh, there's, no, there's no attention it, on it. Um, obviously, you can't get retrospective action, as I said, because you know Clattenburg's seen the incidents. But it's so frustrating to lose one, lose our, our forward for three games because of a, a stupid elbow that wasn't spotted by a ref. But then you know we're, we're punished in the next game for. For things going the other way. Very, very frustrating indeed. A stupid um, elbow. You mean stupid by Wickham, you mean? Yes, I do, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, Joe. There's no defending that, really. Like I said, the no, first, time I, first time I saw it, I kind of thought, oh, it's just the coming together there. But the, having seen it back several times, not a pleasant uh, connection there. And I, I believe he's been fined by the club for it, which is to be expected, I think. Two weeks, yes, wages? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> um, let's have a little chat about Fraser Campbell we're just going to talk Wayne Hennessy but I want to talk about Campbell um, obviously Fraser's been a player who's, who's had a lot of stick from Palace fans um, whether you agree with that the, the way it comes about I don't know but he's, he's certainly not been a success in a Palace shirt I think it's fair to say um, I, hopefully I'm not being controversial with this I thought he actually played really really well against Stoke Barring the most important thing, which was to take his chances. Um, and it was going to the first one, why he didn't head of the ball. He, he had too much time. And they say that a lot, you know, too much time. Too much time for Fraser Campbell means he just literally, his, his confidence is shot in front of goal, really. And he just, he just did not know what to do. You know, that's, he'd buried that in training. But in a game situation, it was, it was just awful, awful to see. Joe? Um. No, you, you used the phrase um, Fraser Campbell and shot in, in the same sentence. <laughs> I don't know whether he should be shot. Oh, I don't know. I'm so I'm frustrated by him. I, I always try and give people a chance, and I, I, I feel sorry for him when I keep us pulled off a worldie from him, but uh, other than that, he would have scored. But, you know, I, oh, he is so frustrating. I mean, he, I haven't seen him score. A really hard goal. Do you know what I mean? I haven't seen him yeah. say. I haven't seen him do a Murray. I haven't seen him turn around and smack it in the top corner with his left foot, or try and climb above the defender with his, you know, and and smash his face into the, someone and score a gutter. I'm not saying he don't try because he run his he run his bits off, you know, and and he probably did have his best game, but he still did, you know, he still didn't score. I don't know. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a very frustrating. You know, I, he's, he, he, I'd say he stood up to be counted. You know, the, the, the thing about you know what the thing about him is I like I like his energy. I always have liked his energy, and um, and I think at, at Palace, I know people have really got on his back, but I've always said that you don't have to be the best player. You have to be a trier to get you know. And for some reason, um, you know, a lot of people have have, have not liked him, and it's I'm not even. Sometimes you fit. Yeah, sometimes you fit. Sometimes you don't. And I don't know. I, I, 
strange, very, very strange. One minute I want to, you know, I want to stand there and scream and, he, you know, scream abuse at him. And then, and then the next minute you've got to stand up and just applaud his energy in a way that he's shutting people down and the way he's trying. And you, and you wish that we had other forwards or other players that did have, yeah. his, have his energy and effort. Uh, Luce, you thought he might score at one stage, didn't you? I did, um, and then funnily enough, Will scored. But um, he was—he looked different to me on Saturday. He looked like um, he was really trying, like he actually wanted to 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 get the goal. Yes, unfortunately, the, his end product wasn't what it should be. And yes, there were a couple of times he should have sunk the ball in the net. But I, I saw a different Campbell, and I think that just to echo what yourself and Jell have said he is he is really hungry for it and I mean I even said to you Hamble at half time you can see what a nice guy he is as well from watching the behind the badge the first episode he was having a bit of banter with uh, Mark Bright about his ridiculous shoes um, but he I think he's very much a part of the club and we all need to kind of uh, support him if he's going to be the choice from Pardew yeah no I think I think I well look I don't think he is going to be the choice from Pardew really I think mm. I, I think ben, uh, ben Allen's actually got in touch saying that we better get behind Campbell now because it looks like he's here till the summer at least mm. can't even use him as a makeway I, I don't know Alex what's your view well I thought I thought it was just playing to put himself in the shop window because I've heard well I heard earlier that he was linked with a move to Huddersfield which are his hometown club and I think maybe he just put that performance on Saturday to try and get his move in to a, to a better club in the in the championship. Um, you know, with with Campbell, I just think you know he's sort of a similar player to Jerome, but he doesn't work as hard as as Jerome. You know, I think he's he's never really scored goals when he's in his in, in in his in his career. I think he had that one season at Hull, but apart from that, he's never really been prolific. And I think he was a good signing at the time when we when we first got to first got promoted, a player that we that had, you know, Premier League experience. But I think now we've moved on so so much that, you know, I don't see how he fits into this team, you know, beyond the summer. No, and well, he, no, he doesn't. It's just no. that's the bottom line. Yeah, he just doesn't. It doesn't doesn't fit into the team long term. No. Not not a team that's trying to push know towards top five and all that kind of stuff but um go, go on you'll make a point on confidence yes i do think it is a confidence thing with campbell and it's something that we've witnessed with the likes of um wilf and balassi and you know, it does take time and i know that i suppose we can't really afford to risk it and we do have adebayor now and we've got wickham but i do think with campbell it is a confidence thing um and if he sees the abuse that he gets on social media, which he does get a lot, that's going to knock someone's confidence. If he sees a load of people ranting, saying, oh, he's crap, I want to drop him, blah, blah, why can't we just get rid of him? That's, you know, if someone's mean to you, you see something about it, it is going to, you are going to think, oh, well, maybe I am bad or maybe I am this and that. And I just think that it must be a confidence thing with him. And it's, it's very similar to how Wilf used to be. Call me what you want for thirty grand a week. I think, yeah, exactly. I think the mm. confidence thing has, has got very little to do with social media. Everyone gets stick on that. We know we get plenty from, you know, various different types of people for no good reason. That's just you can't take it seriously. You know, these, these you know, people. Some people uh, do though. That's the yeah, best thing. Yeah, but I, I don't think a professional footballer does. I think his his confidence is it's more about not taking chances um, and you know and it's really stuff for the game that affects players I can remember interviewing Clint Leonard Morrison about it and you know he was 
very very keen to point out that the the crowd you know on on game day make more of a difference than people ever realize uh Jill Jill yeah what is wrong? You've you've put you that you want to speak in the. Should we have some views in the chat room? Yeah, why not? Yes. eh? Uh, So we've got here uh, Rosario. In my view, Campbell is so lacking confidence; it's unbelievable. Agree, though he put himself about loads. I thought it was unfair to take him off, but he has had plenty of chances. Uh, Eagle ninety seven says at this moment Campbell is more dangerous than Shamak up top. Mm, Not sure what I make of that. Even though Schmack has looked, you know, knackered ever since he's been back in the side, uh, and then we got Maximus to UK. Campbell will score tomorrow. I think AD has had a word with him in training. He played well Saturday, so there's a lot of support for Campbell. Surprise! Yeah, which is no, which it's is good. good. And yeah. Yeah. so you don't see, you don't, no one, you know, he got he got applauded off the pitch. Yeah. On Saturday, you know, there's not really anyone giving him in too much stick. I think yeah. you know. The thing with professional footballers is, is, is their hardest critic is themselves, you know. And he's—you can see it when he misses a chance, like the first chance he missed with, you know, where he just sort of swung a boot at it after watching it in the air for way too long. You know, he's—he's he's just got his head in his hands for the five minutes afterwards. But later on, when he hasn't got time to think about it, when he's just got to got to react and try and you know tip that cross from Suarez in, it's—it's it's just, you know, that's that was a great effort and a brilliant save to stop us. You know, going further ahead in the game, it really was a top piece of play overall, and and that's that's the difference really. That you know, he, when they're low on confidence and they get time, it's kind of the worst combination. Uh, well, in my view, any anyway. So there you go. Um, in about a minute's time, we'll be opening the phone lines. I will announce when they're open. O two o eight one two three four zero nine eight for your views. Obviously, we're talking about the. Um, the Stoke game, first of all, we'll be talking about transfers over, uh, once we go past the uh, top of the hour at nine o'clock. Um, Jerome Binham-Williams has joined Leighton Orient on loan until the end of the season. That's a tweet from the club. So there's some uh, transfer news live for you straight away. And um, yeah, so just before we open the, the, the lines uh, to the to the listeners, which I'm starting to wonder about really, <laughs> judging by some of the tweets coming in, it's, um, I just want a quick word on Wayne Hennessy. You know, one one real save that he actually get, um, you know, had to make, which was from hmm, it was low down at the uh, the near post. Anyway, um, kicked the ball away, which is a good save, but not really tested. But uh, another clean sheet. Are we are we confident in? We've been linked with Rob Green and you know, uh, and Alex McCarthy's going at the club. Are we are we all confident with Hennessy now? What do you reckon, Alex? I think we have to be because he's pretty much our last option at the moment. You know, with um, rumours that. Uh, Speroni may be off and you know Pardew doesn't really look like he sort of rates Speroni which is a shame and um, McCarthy uh, you know being dropped by Pardew I think we just got to stick by Hennessy until until the summer and reassess um, you know he's, he's had a few hiccups but out of the three keepers well I'd say out of the two keepers out of him and McCarthy he's probably been our, our, he's been our best keeper and we've got to stick by him and you know I think he you know there's no denying you know he's he's Great, uh, you know those saves were which we require his reflexes, but obviously get getting down has always been a weakness of his. But I think you know he showed yesterday. Well, I keep saying yesterday. I'm so used to recording on Sunday. Showed on Saturday that you know he's trying to you know win back Pardew's confidence and cement himself as number one. And if if the rumours are you know led to be true that you know we've 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 not gone in, we're well the the green deals collapsed then. It might it might spur him on to you know 
you know, cement is placing aside until the summer. Yeah, well, they, I mean, obviously, the, um, it will be till the summer now. And, mm. of course, you've, you've got, um, you know, I, I do think we'll probably go out and get another keeper in the summer. I, I really do. Anyway, the phone lines are now open, 0208 We're getting an awful lot of tweets, people expecting Steve Parrish on from 8 p.m. You do realise it's a transfer window, and he's, like, works, you know, what, what, I mean, obviously, maybe we're getting people who, who haven't heard the show before in um, on, a, on a transfer deadline day. Generally speaking, it, it's the second the window closes that, that Steve joins us. But um, obviously, we're we're waiting to to hear when he's available, and it's a, a very very busy day. So um, I don't know where people got the idea that he's he's not hosting the show. There you go. That, I mean, there you go. That's Twitter for you again. Um, so anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, Phone lines are open, 0208 1234098. Uh, still plenty to talk about on the um, on the subject of the Stoke game. And one of the things that opinion seems to be divided on was how Mila Jedanak played. Um, sort of jumped on the uh, jumped jumped off the bench at, at half time. And really people have just sort of divided in their opinion of, of how he got on. Tom, what did you make of his second half performance? I was pretty impressed. Um, it's been better than his recent sort of cameo appearances I've, I've seen of him. Um, but he's definitely not the Jedi of old. One of the things when we first came up was we were very impressed with how Jedi was playing. He was one of the, the few players you could point to and say, look, he's really putting a shift in. He's really trying trying his hardest and and, and getting you know, getting the team sort of up and having a go. Um, as we sort of got more comfortable in the Premier League, we sort of started to notice that you know teams figured him out a bit. They were playing the little triangles around him, trying to keep the ball away, and he sort of never really adjusted his game properly to to that sort of situation. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, speaking on to that on Saturday, I think he had a very a very good game um, compared to some, again, yes, compared to the proof performances, but far from his best, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it makes sense what you're saying, but um, it was the first time I thought he, he was he was part of some really interesting sort of uh, one-touch passing moves. And it's kind of the first time that in, in a long while that I've just seen him actually slot in in that midfield and, and not look out of place. It's funny because we kind of think of the central midfield area as one of our, our strongest areas, but obviously if you think if uh, Kabai doesn't make it, and, and Joe Ledley's definitely out for, for tomorrow night against Bournemouth, um, hopefully MacArthur's fit, but we start to, to struggle, and you know, we're going to need him there. We really are. Um, just uh, just seen some non-Palace transfer news. That's quite surprising. Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain going to, back to Southampton on loan. There you go. Interesting signing for them. I'm sure that'll uh, really. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Signing. Holy moly! How comes we can't be? Uh, I knew you'd say that. I was going to. I was expecting that reaction from the. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and don't call him the ox. I would buy a shirt and put the ox on the back of it. <laughs> I would. Oh, I'd hate uh, to see that. I'd, I'd, I'd set you on fire. If you, <laughs> you know how much I hate that nickname, the ox. The ox. <laughs> Seriously, how can we not be going for players like him? Oh, you know, he, he, that's where he came from, isn't it? You know, really. I think where, that's probably... where do we think? Where do we think we need to strengthen them? It'd be interesting to see what everyone thinks about that. Really, it's fine. Well, um, well, no, we'll come back to this. Um, okay, sorry, I've jumped the gun. Apparently, it's Joe. You have jumped the gun. You've got excited, Alex. Story <laughs> um... <Enjoy> your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there you go. Um, it's, it's difficult times. Anyway, we've got to somehow. You know, in this lack of uh, lack of action on this transfer window, we're just trying desperately to um, to wait for some news here. And I know, you obviously, you want to jump in and talk transfers. There's plenty to talk about in terms. Of, I think Adebayor is going to be a, a big 
big part of our discussion coming later on. But I think really to, to round off the, the Stoke discussion, we can't not talk about Chung Yong Lee and, and his performance. A lot of people's man of the match. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a sec. But it was it was a top display, wasn't it, Luis? Yes, it was. He um, he was superb. He just had he controlled so much of the pitch, and some of his crosses were just unbelievable. Uh, I just I was I was really pleased that he'd um, he sort of shone. And comparing him and Welf as was man of the match was really really hard. It was. Um... For me, I, I really, I mean, the, the only criticism I'd, I'd, I'd have of him, and I think it probably comes from the fact he hasn't played quite so much, really, um, is that he can just switch off. And so Wilf does it as well, very, very occasionally, um, you know, defensively in the wing positions. He occasionally just has that moment where he doesn't follow a fullback or, or you know, doesn't, doesn't sort of press possession. But that's the only thing that I could probably criticise him for. And when he sort of drifted into central areas, it was excellent. It really, you know, he, he was just a top, top player, really. And uh, I, don't, I don't really know... Well, I have to say, I, I think he should be, you know, a real threat to Jason Punchin's place at the moment. Punch has struggled for form, although I thought he was a lot better in, in the Stoke game. But, but for me... You know, Lee has just got to be considered as a starter for the next game. You've got to reward uh, the, these top performances. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, I, sorry, I'm just, I'm gonna. I think Terence has just tweeted us and said that's a fake account. It's taking the notice of yeah. of the Ox going back. Oh, right, I've yeah, just yeah. seen Sky yeah. Sports have turned around and said that Marseille have signed Stephen Fletcher. <laughs> yes, yeah, that earlier. It's an odd <laughs> one, isn't it? At least he won't score against us now. Would that? I mean, would that not be an option for us? I know bizarrely. I've, I I like him. I think you know if you can stop him being broken, you know, and get him on the field, it just always looks like he's going to score. Do you yeah. not think he, he would have been an option for us? No, no, I'm not. Honestly, not a fan. He has the beard. <laughs> yeah, it's not just about beards, though, is it? <laughs> I mean, really. Um, no, look. You know, I can remember his early days when he was he was rumoured he'd join he's going to join Real Madrid on this sort of stuff. But no, not for me. You know, he's it's just just not a player I'm particularly interested in. You know, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he's going to go and tear it up in in the French league. But I think it's telling that that he's the French league he's going to. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to think on that. It's, it's a diff, it's a difficult one to call. There's so there's such and we've seen it in this window. So few options. A load of people. Um, clamouring for signings up as strikers that they've just never seen they've never seen them play you know people are talking about uh, you know uh, the, the guy at Marseille whose name I get Alex to pronounce Batashwai that's it yeah. and the people are talking about him how many have actually seen him play who want us to sign him I have uh, I have <laughs> only because yeah I do like French football well somebody right. asked to don't they but uh, <laughs> um but you know, uh, there's no chance whatsoever. You know, but uh, anyone signing Batshuayi, um, unless they've got a lot of money. No, absolutely. But look, it's, you know, it's this, this is the thing about transfer window. People get really, really tense. You know, really, really irate and start saying, "Why?" We? Every time someone signs a player, they want to know who, who, you know, why we haven't gone for him. You know, Gerald did it earlier on, and um, CPFC Barbarians got in touch. Jordan Rhodes to Borough confirmed we should have gone for him. Now, the deal for Jordan right. Rhodes, I think I'm right in saying, would probably cost Middlesbrough something approaching sort of 25 to 30 million over the, mm. the, the length of his contract. For a player who, you know, scored an awful lot of goals but never really done it 
in the Premier League. So, you know, is that a signing you think we should have made, Alex? It just, it just screams of Gary Hooper to me. You know, Gary Hooper, a player that was prolific um, at Championship level, makes a step up and just doesn't doesn't cut it. And for that amount of money on the table, for a player that looks quite, in a way, in terms of it, he's, he's, built, he's built, he's quite similarly built to uh, Dwight Gale and... For, for the type of striker that we need in this system, I don't think he would suit us. And for that money, we'd be sh- absolutely stupid to go in for somebody like for like Jordan Rhodes. Sorry then about you, that. <laughs> then you think, um, CPFC Mitch has got in touch asking if we can announce Gabor Kirali. Um, I'd be very much for that, and the sales of obviously pyjama bombs would go up massively. But there you go. Um, I I, yeah, go on. I just see the tweet from, uh, from Matt. It's uh, at MPE14. Um, he said a few minutes ago, he said, uh, two hours and 15 minutes until Campbell will be penciled in to start up front tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> there were, um, I'm not sure if you heard this, Chris, but did you hear about Cat, uh, Gail even being offered a new contract? Right. Yeah, that's that's in it's in our rumours section. Okay. Um, it's reported quite heavily earlier on today, mm. with the suggestion being that there was a consideration of a bid from Swansea, but ultimately we decided that we didn't want to sell. It'd be interesting if he does end up signing that four-year deal. Maybe that's something. Hopefully, Steve P can confirm later on, um, providing he's not too busy. That that for me would be a really big sign that either we're trying to protect that con, you know, protect his value as an asset, um, at, you know, for for a future transfer. But for me, I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd sign on that assumption. I think he'd want some degree of a guarantee yeah. about playing some football. And you start thinking, Pardew talked about him in the um, uh, in the week about scoring four goals in a, in a training match um, before being injured and not quite making the cup game. So that I think he's I think he's starting to to get to a point where Pardew wants to give him a chance. And do you, I'm starting to think up up alongside Adebayor, that's it's an interesting idea. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, that excites me. Um, I tell you, it would be funny just to see the um, just to see Twitter go into complete meltdown. Is if is if Steve Parrish comes on and says, "Yeah, we've signed Dwight Gale for another four years." That's one of the signings for today. That'd be funny. Or yeah. Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, him and Gale. Uh, um, yeah, I'd like to see that. It's, it's, is that just a silly rumour or is oldie boy or is he, he ain't injured already is he so you call him I, I want to take you to task on this <laughs> oldie boy or you know he's 31 right didn't we sell a 31 year old I'm just uh, saying I think, I think I'm Murray's just saying. slightly older isn't he maybe not much but you know there's certainly a couple of months here and there on them but but you know no one was really saying that Murray was too old either just that he'd had a quite serious injury but I don't like- I don't. Like two years ago, when I was asking for him, and they were, everyone was laughing at me. Yeah, well, it was laughable two years ago, mate. But <laughs> I, I, honestly, thirty-one-year-old striker with his pedigree, thirty-one. Okay. You know, I, I don't. I can't see the old, the too old thing. I can see he hasn't played competitive football in a while. I can see that as an argument. But we'll come back to this in a in a little. I while. met nine so, people that when we signed him, the first nine people I met that morning, the next morning were laughing at me. Yeah? Laughing at me. Who do they support? Well, I mean, one of them was... Uh, well, he's a Spurs fan. Not allowed to call him a thingy, am I, anymore? No. And another one was an Arsenal. Two were Arsenal. Yeah. And others, just a mixture. I had someone laugh at me who don't even like football. <laughs> said, you signed that old geezer, didn't you? <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. I, I just don't get... He overheard me talking. 
the overhead bins. I don't even know the bloke. Yeah, but we'll we'll come back to this because <laughs> because you know it's just ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous, calling a thirty-one-year-old striker. Thirty-two in February, I'll give you that, but it's calling him too old is is just what insane. What do you mean now? And it the first. Uh, uh, sorry, later in February. My apologies. Holy moly! So he is thirty-two, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's. Do you remember? Can no, we have I, I, snow I, I, go back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say that Char- Charlton were being linked with him earlier on, weren't they? No, um, that made me laugh. Just he must have a super, so uh, a super. I wouldn't even wish that on them. Um, anyway, oh. we're going to take a short, short break now. Um, we'll have a little change of presenters, and then we'll come back, and we'll be talking about. The Ultimate Squad, we'll be discussing whether Ashley Cole will form part of our all-time 25-man squad. Uh, We're talking all about the transfers, what's been done, what hasn't been done, what's been rumoured, all that kind of stuff. We'll definitely be talking about Adebayor again. Um, And I'm going to leave you with uh, the name of Kevin Phillips. Patrick O'Quana, on to the next. Carl Mortimer, Campbell through, it's wide! Benj... A win without Wickham. Mark Dannymore, Wilf Zaha for England. Ben Wilson, we're going to win it. Oh, this is mine. Klattenberg is a disgrace. We scored a goal, says Vic. Mark Andrews, Klattenberg deserves Wickham elbow. Lisa, wonderful Wilf, cracks potters. John Murph, Klattenberg only sees yellow. Luke Zaha is bloody brilliant. <laughs> ben Allen, Alice won, Battenberg nil. Stuart Irons, ref nearly ruined it. At Palace by the Sea, a great determination, willpower. Edward Porter, Zaha beats Platterberg again. John Davenport, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all Review the game next week by tweeting hashtag forward review to add whole radio. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homesdale Radio. Share your own opinion with the team. Call 0208 1234 and join us live. Welcome back to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and we've had a slight change of the presenting team. Alex has left us and Nicholas Gillard has joined us. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hello. Uh, rare- <laughs> we had this uh, conversation <laughs> earlier on. It's, it's the wrong time to ask me how I am, really. Um, okay. although- how were you then? I was okay. I was all right earlier, um, feeling a bit feeling a bit ill, but that's probably not uh, what we want to focus on. Um, obviously, we've talked all about the Stoke game, got various different. But we care about you. Up. What is the matter? Uh, do you know? I've just done some um, <laughs> some medication gels, um, playing havoc with my stomach. If you hear me shout, either Code Brown, or <laughs> or or I might shout 
Mr. Parker's left the stadium in tribute. If that or, happens, or then, like Mr. Hankey has left the stadium. Yeah, then just step in, Nick, if that's what if that, if that occurs. But for the time being, I'll, uh, I'll soldier on. A um, little bit of a musical break there for us, because um, it's very difficult for talk for, for even an hour, let alone three. Um, I've literally no idea why we keep doing this to ourselves, but um, go on, Nick. We kind of, um, sorry, Chris, interrupting for the first minute. Uh, we kind of gave up on the pod last night, didn't we? We, we both knew when we'd had enough and said, right, just play those last three, that'll do. Yeah, we, we released a pod last night that was just us doing some links, and the links get noticeably shorter as we get bored. But um, that's kind of how it is at the moment. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, we've got the Ultimate Squad coming up right now. Earlier on in the week, uh, you all got in touch for your votes for a fullback, and quite a shock to me, really, I have to say. Uh, Ashley Cole was the fullback that was nominated for discussion. Uh, the voting um, in our poll was was closer than I thought it would be, but we'll have a quick chat about Ashley Cole um, and what we think about his contribution in a Palace shirt and him as a, as a player overall, and whether or not he's fitting to be in the all-time ultimate 25-man squad. Um, I'm sure you'll have your views on that as well. If you want to share those, go to holradio.net forward slash vote. Uh, give us your opinion and vote in or bin. Um, the uh, the squad so far, if I run that down for you, actually only had two bins so far. Michael Hughes and Simon Roger sitting there uh, discussing their fate. Um, but in goalkeepers, we've got Nigel Martin and John Jackson. Uh, Joe has changed it to Michael Jackson, which is why he's giggling like a child and hoping I would read it. Uh, in defence, Scott Dan, Eric Young, Nathaniel Klein and Kenny Sansom are the names who have made it there. In midfield, Wilfred Zaha, Peter Taylor, Don Rogers. Um, I've not... Uh, Jeff Thomas and Andy Gray. Way too many names changed in there. Um, forwards, Ian Wright, Andy Johnson, Mark Bright and Dougie Friedman. Uh, looking at the places we've got left to fill, one striker, that's going to be one hell of an argument. Uh, a, winger, a winger, three central midfielders, um, fullback, two centre-backs and plus the fullback we're going to discuss today. Now, like I say, if you want to get involved, go to holradio.net forward slash vote to register your opinion or whether or not we should in or bin Ashley Cole. Views, please, gentlemen. Nick, you've been waiting a while to get involved. Let's uh, let's have your opinion and the views of the chat room. In the chat room, holradio.net forward slash chat, Palace Forever. It says, Wiki has had him down as 14 appearances and one goal for Cole playing for us. I don't think that is enough to be judged. I think a lot of people are thinking on those lines. See, my, th- my thoughts are, well, if, if, if Ashley Cole can get in, then why not Paul Stewart? Because he was just as effective as a lone player for us as, as Cole was. And yeah. He played, probably played more games, so why not Paul Stewart? Well, I mean, that's... Sinclair. The the vote is is up to the listeners. They've they've gone for Ashley Cole, and I, yeah, it was not someone I would have gone for because obviously he wasn't ever really our player as such. But um, but we will got we've got to talk about you know how he did in the Palace shirt, the impact he made because they didn't play very many games, of course. But I'm, I'm sure you know there'll be players who whose visits to uh, the, the shores of Sellers were pretty short. So um, Nicholas we'll I'd rather have him than Ashley Cole. He had more of an impact on my palace watching days. Just that waiting, waiting for him to play, and then he scored, and then he got injured again, didn't he? Mm. He, he did, yeah, yeah. See, I'd have him before Ashley Cole. He had a better backstory. Yeah, he's not a fullback though, is he, Nick? I'm not sure you're getting this feature. He's been no, running for a number of weeks. No, um, no, just to the brevity of brevity of the amount of appearances, it's, it's just it's just barely yeah. registered. 
Yeah, Lucy, you you reckon Danny Granville's more deserving? Yes, I do. But that's because I love Danny Granville, so... I have a thing for defenders, so... Yeah, we, we have noticed, yeah. <laughs> uh, Granville, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but, you know, I you know always got a lot of time for Granville for his um, free kick against Millwall that made me extremely happy. Yes. Um, but uh, on Ashley Cole, I mean, that would have been... You would have seen him play for Palace, I'm sure, and it was a difficult period for the club, but... Um, would would he be someone that you'd vote into your twenty five? What's your views of him as a player, first of all? Me? Yeah. Um He well, he was a great player, wasn't he? He whoever he played for, he was a really good player, but I don't think he was there long enough. I mean he scored one goal for us, didn't he? Um was it who was that against? Was it I don't know, someone will tell me. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> we need Terence for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um but is he worthy of a spot? I would say. I mean, if what? Go on, Tom. Let's have let's have your views. If, you know, when you started watching Palace, you know, he was he made an impact, didn't he, at such a young age? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, the time uh, Ashley Cole was playing was probably uh, whilst I was watching Palace, I wasn't really sort of aware of the names of the players who were going, who's going and. Although I'm very much aware that he played for us and what he's gone on to achieve, I'd, and I appreciate he had a very big impact in that. Because wasn't it under the... I'm probably going to get this completely wrong, but wasn't it under the time of uh, Bruce signed him? Um, mm, I'm not entirely... I know. I don't think it was. I might be wrong. I'm able to be corrected on Twitter. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't long... It wasn't far off those days if it wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but, well, I think we were, as a club, we were sort of, you know, trying to sort of rebuild at, at that period. You know, he came came into a, a squad that was kind of pretty much depleted, really, and, and made a big impact. Yeah, I mean, as from from all I can remember, and there's accounts of people who were sort of probably more aware at the time here, he, you know, he played well in those in those games. He always speaks highly of the club when he's, he's been asked in the, uh, in the interim in years, but... Again, it's it's far too small a sample size, really. I mean, can you really call someone an ultimate player if they've they played that little for your squad? I mean, even taking someone like Lombardo, who wasn't with us for the greatest length of time, he he, he played a significant number more games and you know had a, a bigger impact, you'd say. Well, yeah, yeah, but and was our player, which I think is is the main thing. Gel views on on Ashley Cole. Um, I don't really have any views on him. He's a Chelsea player, isn't he? <laughs> I just you know wherever how many games he played for us. He said, I don't remember him playing. I don't remember him. I don't remember someone, any, any of my mates from the old days going, remember him? You know, so I don't really. He, he, he definitely isn't getting in my side, no matter what. No, okay. Um, I'm just looking bin. at... Bin. Bin. Bin for you, is it? Yes. Uh, just look at some comments that have come in from the listeners. Um, the, 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 the Jim Daly of FYP just says, in which is an uh, interesting one there. Um, Paul Adams has gone for part of a great side, but there have been much better players. Um, so maybe his memory is better than mine. Uh, Lee Jeffrey's gone for in, a player not always appreciated as much as he had been, fought hard and took a lot of good for the team. Uh, ben Long has gone for in, got to be an in, box to box, scored goals, great set piece taker. This doesn't seem right, I'll be honest with you. Oh no, there you go. Uh, Peter C has gone for Bin. Kenny in his prime was the best left back in the country by a premiership mile. I'm a big fan of Ashley on the pitch, but can't dislodge Sansom. And Sansom's in the squad. Um, and Joe has gone for Bin. Less Palace appearances than Sandor Torgelli, which I think <laughs> <laughs> is probably uh, probably best. 
Uh, well, so it's a very good way of summing it up, really. So, I mean, look, let's, let's go around and get the votes. I'll be honest with you, it's, it's not looking good for Ashley by the uh, tone of this conversation. Uh, Tom, in or Bin, please? I'd say Bin. Okay, Joe. Yeah, I, I mean, if he were... Yeah, Bin. 85 grand a week, he was moaning about it as well. <laughs> Nick? Trash. Trash, brilliant. Lucy? Bin. It's a bin from me, as much as I respect his time here, and he, he said some very nice words about Palace in the past. Um, doesn't get you in the 25-man squad. He's never, never really our player. Um, it looks very much as well like the listeners have gone for a bin. The votes have, votes have gone for a bin. Let me look at the Twitter poll from earlier on, and that is also a bin. Not, not too much in it. Go on. Got a bin uh, from Lions. Bin from Lions as well. It was actually it was so close on, on, on yeah. Twitter. Actually, um, it was fifty four percent went for Bin. So I thought it'd be a lot. Uh, sorry, Chris. Um, yeah, Lions has just said in the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. He didn't say that. He wasn't advertising this. Um, I was up at Tranmere for the last game of the season. Tinto was trying his best to get him to stay as they were walking off. Great game that day. Great win as well. Well, that was um, next word is bin. <laughs> <laughs> that was the the story at the time, though, wasn't it? Of course, because Arsenal loaned him to us and said, you know, just don't don't try and buy him and don't unsettle him. Just you know, it's it's a loan and we want him back. Um, and as the loan came to an end, Jordan put a one million pound bid in for him, <laughs> tried to unsettle him. But um, yeah, there you go. Rest is history, as they say. Pretty much straight away, got himself into into Arsenal's team and. And you know, his career just grew from there, really. But it was nice, nice that he um, had that little spell for Palace, but certainly not um, in any way someone who I think we should be considering and awarding a place in the all-time twenty-five best players. Which is who wouldn't put there instead, then, Chris? Well, I say, well, we're, 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 him, who would you, what, what possibilities have we got for that fullback position left? Uh, what have we got left? Well, obviously, Sansom's well, made it. Klein has made it. Made, made it. Made it. Made it. Yeah. Um, I my brain has got to try and catch up now. You 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 know you, you're old. You should have an old list of things. Was Richard um, Shaw a fullback? Was Did Richard he, Shaw played fullback quite a lot? But was also yeah. I mean, would would we? I'd I'd have him in there. Himself. He was he was excellent. I mean, who can forget him? You know, man, Mark and Cantona until he lost the plot. You know, fantastic performance there. And, and I think he made an England squad. Never made an appearance, but certainly made a squad. And of course, back at the club doing coaching now. So Shaw's an option. Um, you know, you think about recent heroes in the fullback positions. You've got, um, you know, Butterfield, Granville, as Lucy mentioned. But I mean, yeah. in terms of, of standout players, it's a tough one. Um, you know, but, Butterfield's hat trick against Wolves, though, that was special, wasn't it? Yeah. The perfect hat. The perfect hat trick. Yeah, absolutely. And just send it back. <sighs> Let's talk about Emmanuel Adebayor as our one main, main signing for the day. Um, Pemberton, sorry. Oh, for God's sake, Nick. Doris, <laughs> Pemberton, Peter Ball, that's five bellies. All right. Chat room. Thank you. Thank you for that glorious interruption. <laughs> So, um, Nick, let's get your views on Adebayor. We started talking about him earlier. Joe was uh, called him Oldie Bayor, and I, um, I made the point that we signed a 38-year-old Kevin Phillips who got us promoted not that long ago, and the fact that you know 31 coming on 32 really isn't actually old. But what's your views on him as a signing? Um, I don't know, really. Are you not excited by it? Seriously. Yeah. I am. I can't wait to see him. Tomorrow night is purported to be starting his, uh, on the bench, but... Um, I'm looking forward. It, it'll be weird seeing him. I just hope he's not too Edgar Davids, but that's, that's just me being positive. Um, I think that um, it, it adds something. 
particularly as we haven't got any striker because uh, striker like to um, sort of assault people, which wasn't very nice. So um, mm. he needs to be good, really. And I, who knows? Who knows what might turn up tonight as well? We, or who might turn up tonight? Have we? Yeah, we we're still. News? Have we had any news, Nick? No, no, not really. We've had a couple of outs. We've had um, see Jerome Binham Williams has gone out to to Leighton Orient. Um, and there was yeah. also uh, McCarthy's been spotted at uh, at Fulham. Um, although that deal is probably subject to was probably subject to us getting Rob Green in, which has collapsed by all the sounds of things. But who knows what will happen in the next couple of hours or so? Um, yes, there was a there was a car noise. Well, <laughs> as, yeah. It's almost as if we're live, isn't it? He <laughs> um, he just likes to think his album. He's got tape deck and he's just playing yeah. different sound effects every now and then. Yeah. Anyway, Nick, look, you, you, you mentioned Edgar Davids, and, and that really yeah. got me annoyed because it's not a fair comparison. It's not in any way a fair comparison. Davids was, was just gone. You know, For me, if you want to make a comparison, and not in terms of ability, in terms of the way we've made the signing, is um, if you remember Michael Hughes hadn't played for a year when we signed him because of a legal dispute um, and the impact that he made. You know, that, that, I mean, that's, like I said before, yeah. that to me is the only concern that people can have is that, that Adebayor hasn't had a club for a while and hasn't are played com- competitive football. Are you comparing Michael Hughes to Adebayor? Uh, not in terms of ability, but in terms of the way we've signed him and the kind of circumstances around him being signed. Luke is right. We've binned him, Michael. You, you, we did, so you're we, comparing him to one of the only people we've been <laughs> as, 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 as a positive thing. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, I honestly can't get it. I, if, we, if we had gone out, I'd swear this is true, if we had gone out and paid what, £5 million, 10 million quid for Edebayor. Actually, he was still, play, you know, he was on the, say, on the bench at Spurs. We'd gone out and we'd bought him for that. People would have gone, oh, what a brilliant sign of ambition. What an excellent signing. The fact that he was a free transfer is people have gone, oh, we're just scraping around the bottom of the barrel. Scraping around the bottom of the barrel for a, for a 31-year-old Edebayor. I just cannot, I cannot believe people aren't more excited about it. And I know some people are. I've seen people with Adebayor shirts and all that kind of stuff already. But it's a phenomenal signing, really. If it, well, I suppose if it works out. If, it, if he just you know, doesn't fancy it and you know, it's never fit, then fair play. It's, um, you know, I'll, I'll look ridiculous. But, but in my opinion, it's a, it's a top, top signing. What do you reckon, Tom? Tom reckons nothing. What do you reckon, Lucy? I think it's a good signing. Um, I think we need to be positive because there's been so much negativity flying around. Um, you know, people for weeks were moaning that we hadn't signed anybody. Then we signed someone and they were moaning because we signed Daddy Bayor. Um, the guy's not even kicked a ball for us yet. I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm really excited to see what he actually brings to the club. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a good sign-in um, and it just remains to be seen whether we're right or wrong. Yeah, well, it's. I, I mean, I just, I, I think, well, look, we wanted goals, we wanted experience, we wanted, a, you know, all the things we wanted. He ticks that box. It's not the ideal circumstances, but, but you know, I think we've got to be positive about this and the player reaction to it. You know, has, has been really, really top, and, and you know, especially Wilf talking about the fact that just how sharp Adebayo looks in training, and it, and it's cause it has given the players a lift, Nick. Um, yeah, it's it is a very positive move, and he's got something to prove, definitely. And maybe we'll have somebody who can head over the ball in the box as well once Wolf starts putting those balls in, and perhaps Wolf can learn a bit from him because he takes things from different players. And uh, also, 
much uh, rather him than uh, Nicholas Bentner that was yeah, that about was, a couple uh, weeks ago. But yeah. the fear got into me. <laughs> yeah, not the only one, mate. It was. Um, I say I, I took that as a joke, to be honest with you. And um, but it seems that we were we were sort of half serious. It was going to be him or Adebayor. Very very happy it went for for the uh, for the latter rather than the former. There, you know, it's just it's um, you know these are big, these are big times. If you had told me halfway through last season that we'd be starting, you know, we'd be finishing the January transfer window this season, uh, where we are in the league, where we are in the cup, and with Kabai and Adebayor in the squad. I just would I would not have believed you I really wouldn't um, I think that's to me that's the, the biggest positive I can say about it but do you understand the, the negatives of it I don't know if you're there yet Tom but do you understand the negatives around Adebayo yeah I can understand the negatives around it I mean when you speak to fans of the other clubs he's played for, they say that all seem to say the same thing. You know that he uh, he he starts off very well when he's playing for a contract, or you know he's got he's got something to to prove, and then sort of as as the season goes on, or as the as the the big deal is signed, the sort of uh, the the hunger sort of disappears. And you can say that could be unfortunate due to change of managers or um, change of styles in in the, the times the clubs he's been at, or you could say it's down to attitude. Um, I guess you know thirty one. This is probably his last chance. At a Premier League club, so and he's what is it? Is I think it's eight goals away, isn't it, from breaking Didier Drogba's record for the uh, the highest scoring player from um, his continent? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, if he gets those eight goals in the Palace shirt in in you know the games we have left. You know, it should be a very very good second half of the season for us. It really should. Yeah, and it absolutely justifies the signing completely. So you know, at the moment with slightly subsidised wages, thanks to Spurs, and with you know almost playing it on a prove it deal as much as we can, it's it's probably worth it. The question remains: Do we pull the trigger? You know, at, at the end of the season, if if he does if it does work out, and you know, give him a longer deal, I would hope that we would have the. Uh, the guts to maybe you know say thank you very much but we're going to look elsewhere rather than sign another past 30 year old, old player as a, as a striker um, mm. but in the short term it's it's a fantastic opportunity well, yeah I suppose at the end of the season obviously let's not get ahead of ourselves but it really does depend um, on, on how he does perform you know because you know you don't you don't want to throw that kind of talent away if he's happy and settled and I think that's the main thing it's interesting to see him talk about wanting to be you know wanting to be Part, smiling again, playing football, you know, part of a group, and, and and you know, we do have, generally speaking, it might not seem like it sometimes when you look at Twitter and, and what have you. We do have supportive fans who get behind people, so I think it's a potentially superb signing for this club, possibly one of our best ever. But I've probably jinxed it now. Nick, you got stuff in the chat room? <laughs> yes, I've got to be quick because it keep people keep typing new stuff in and it goes right out <laughs> the window really quickly. Adebayor is a gamble, and you won't be able to judge until May, but. His next Real Madrid, City and Arsenal. I genuinely think it's exciting, but not a long-term fit. Wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, Ryan the Eagle. Not sure about AD either Lions. But your point on... Oh, no. I can't read the rest of that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> always, yeah. always read ahead. Lee Bowman again. I think Adeboy could become a bit of a cult hero at Palace. Yeah, that's exactly... That's, that's the word. Yeah. Said, yeah. It's gone away. Um... On the Brilliant. thing, but to paraphrase, it says um, that he, he's I only just, good for six months at a club. So we'll just have him for the six months that he's good. Well, the break clause is obviously there for a reason, but um, hopefully it's, uh, I, you know, keep, I, I'm a bit more positive about that, about it than that. Um, I was saying that the prospect of him working alongside Dwight Gale 
um, now it looks like Gale is, is, is staying. Uh, apparently, some couple of people are saying that Sky Sports News are reporting Gale has signed a new deal. That's unconfirmed. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't believe it's on the official website. But if Gale has signed a new deal, Joe, we, we sort of brushed past it earlier on, but um, Gale alongside Adebayor, big man, tall man, you're going to be in heaven, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, especially if he's... Uh if they can be on the on the same wavelength, I've always, you know, I, I think that is our way forward. I really do. I think that, you know, I can't see what we. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Kim doesn't give to Gale that Addy Boy or Will. You know, he holds the ball up well and can and can cross the ball as we as we already know. So I don't I don't see what Addy Boy is gonna do more than Wickham, but anyway, Wickham, as we know, is almost made of glass and he's banned. Um, so, but yeah, look, look, I, I always said that whoever we signed, whoever we signed, would 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 back him. So I hope he I hope he does really well for us. But I mean, listen, we can't. He's got to be better than what we've got. And if he isn't, then then he's just going to be. You know, it's what we it's what we've been used to for the whole season so far. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I would. Uh, it sort of excites me, but. Uh, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I think we will get is the feel good you know from him being somewhere else and the players a few of the players I think are up their game being around him um, yeah. so that should be that should be quite exciting who we, who we got up next well it's Bournemouth tomorrow night isn't it so yeah, uh, that's, there, he, he's penciled in for that one according to to Alan Pardew whether or not penciled in for a start or be off the bench I'm not too sure not but, if um, we can give them a smack in wouldn't it and they'll, they'll get, off, get off on the right foot yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a game that's incredibly important, I think, for the for the rest of our season. Ben Allen's got in touch, tweeting a picture of uh, our new um, new signing, which appears to be Joe Brand. Uh, thanks for that, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive stuff. Um, Paul is asking for a four word review on how the transfer window is going. I don't really have four words that I can say on the radio for that. Um, actually, Luce, let's let's talk about Gail um, for a second there. Bearing in mind we all kind of thought he was going to go, what's your reaction to him potentially, you know, awaiting official confirmation, but signing a four-year deal to stay? Uh, I think it's good. Uh, This window has been so annoying because, you know, for three weeks everybody's been saying, oh, Gail's going to go here, Gail's going to go there. And then today, oh, he's he's staying. (laughs) It's a bit, you know, it's great that he's going to stay. Um... And it obviously means that we're potentially not going to be getting anybody else in. Um, so yes, let's utilise him. Let's actually get him game time. Let's get him up to speed with Adebayor. Let's get 
wick and fit and see what happens. You know, we, we've got to utilise these players if we're keeping hold of them. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's got to be a reason to keep them. There really has. And um, uh, just going through some of the contact we've got now, I had an email earlier on from, um, I can't say who it's from because it's a fantastic joke name. It's actually really good. I'm going to say it slowly. It's from Saul, as in S-A-U-L, T, the middle initial, and then load with an E on the end. But if you say it quickly, it's salty load. It's impressive. Uh, why does everyone want to strike up? We have, I have, yeah. Why is, <laughs> we have Adipay Moore, he's called him. Gale and Connor, surely that's enough for a team that plays one up top. I'd like to sign a centre-half if Dan gets injured. We're screwed. Uh, what is Gel's favourite dinner? Gel, do not answer that question. We might have to come back to it later on with the way <laughs> things are going. Um, I can't read the message from Tony King because it's really small on the document in front of me. So I'll wait for Mikey to make it bigger. Gel? Uh... Uh, no, no. I, I was um, no. The point I was going to make. Lucy said she, you know, she about Wickham getting fit, but Wickham got fit and then got banned. So he's he's our fittest striker and and our highest paid striker, and he's banned. But anyway, I, I, I'm um, talking about. The, I think we I think we need to buy the spine of the team. I really do. I said it. I said it a few weeks back. I thought you know. I think we need another centre back. We definitely need. Um, Someone in the middle and and a and a younger centre forward. You know, we, we we need to have at least two or three really decent centre forwards at our club if we're going to go forward. Mm. But, but I mean, that's that's the battle, isn't it? If you look at some of the, you know, we're we're, we're sort of building up a squad that you have to go sort of almost bit by bit really to build up a squad that's that's, um, you know. How can I put it? A squad that's able to compete in that, to break into that top five or six, you know, irrespective of the the injuries and suspensions you have. You know, we've seen that our our absolute best eleven with the you know with, with confidence and with momentum is really is a match for pretty much everyone in this league. But where we were talking about the, the players that weren't playing and saying we have strength in depth, when it actually came down to the crunch recently, you know, we, we we've struggled in a, in a few games, but. It's nice to see that coming back, you know, we, even without Balassi returning, although apparently he has, a, has an outside chance for the Tottenham game in the Cup. But, you know, even without him returning, we, we are starting to look like we, you know, we're getting our confidence back. But that's what this window's for, really, I, I think. You know, that's why people are frustrated as they are, because, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to freshen things up and to, and to kick on. You know, we were fifth not that long ago. And, and you know, as much as I criticise the sort of hysterical reactions and all that kind of stuff, you know, that was that was probably a, a pro- big opportunity for us if we'd done some early business. But you know, to, to to arrest the fact that we've lost we lost four league games in a row. Oh, sorry, I've I've drifted, Nick. Yeah, it's just uh, while we're on the transfer speculation, I've, I've myself and uh, at Juicy Lucy um, have had a tweet from at Jim Bob Superstar who said that Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who said? Yeah, pulled out the rim. Yeah, so Nick, your internet's not playing so well. I can't really understand what you're saying. You <laughs> 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 can sort of hear him trying to. <laughs> Nick, oh, Nick, just, oh. just oh, is he back? No. Do you think he'll realise at some point? Oh, he's been dropped. That was entertaining. Will we ever know what you said, Lucy? Do you I- have access to the? I can tell you what Nick was going to say. Yes, James Dunwall 
at Jim Bob Superstar. He's been he very supportive all day today. He um, has. You can definitely read a bloke's mind. Go on. He said, Leicester pulled out of Remy due to time scales. We right. can swoop in there. Um, um, mm, can we? Can we swoop in? The question, I suppose, is were we ever in for Remy? That, you know, we none of us actually, well, not none of us, most of us don't really know that. And certainly no one on this show knows that, I don't think. Um, we were certainly trying to, we're talking about him in the summer. Um, but there's some suggestion I, I, I saw that, that Chelsea just want to hang on to him now. But I don't know. Do, is, is Remy the player that we need alongside Adebayor? Is he different enough to Adebayor? That's what I don't know. Um, you know, is, is it another either or situation like it was with Bentner? You know, the, I just think the fact that we're looking to keep Gale tells you everything you need to know about our, our search for a striker that improves the squad. But didn't Alan Pardew turn around saying last week that he was looking for a striker in a similar vein to Dwight Gale? Well, exactly, yeah. And he's, well, he's, he's gone, not Remy then, is he? Because Gale's no. about five foot two and Remy's six foot three or whatever, so... I don't think he's, yeah, I don't know, he's, he's yeah, six fish. But no, I know what you mean. He's, he's, he's lo- he was looking for a striker like Dwight Gale, and he seems to have opted for Dwight Gale. <laughs> which, um, and I know, and I know people, people won't see that as a signing, really, of course. But, um, I will, I will, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. But, but you know, it'll be, it won't go in the ins column, will it? You know, and that's, that's what people seem to care about at the moment. Um, Eric got in touch, or, no, is that Eric? No, it was. Paul got in touch earlier on. Sorry, Eric. Eric. I agree with what you said, by the way, Eric. I'm just not going not gonna to read it out because, yeah, you know what it was. Anyway, uh, Paul says, I live in Bolton. I've been watching Lee, as in Chung Yong Lee, uh, for the last few seasons. He was epic on my way down for tomorrow's game and hope he's starting in the starting 11. Sorry. Uh, deserves some game time and needs regular 90 minutes to shine. Punch on the bench tomorrow and leave for the 90. We're saying that earlier on, Eric. Absolutely agree Hurrah. with that. Um, I think that's, that's the move I would make. Lee has to be rewarded for that performance. Um, in the cup on Saturday, absolutely top top player um, on on that display, um, and would only get better with game time. That's that's the main thing there for me. So um, obviously we're, we're talking about Gale and this new four year deal. Like I say, we do have to wait for that to be actually confirmed. There was another signing, another another signing we made in this window, much much earlier on. Um, it's a guy called Randall Williams, who was a Tottenham Academy player a, a while back and had drifted into non league. Um, just obviously, none of us have seen the guy play. That's that's the first thing I, I, I think. But what were we still we still sort of encouraged by this kind of signing? It's giving a giving a non league kid a chance. You know, Pardew um, was the one who actually gave, made the call on it. Uh, Williams was telling the the official site that he was he was due to be released the day of a, he was playing in his last game. He was going to be let go afterwards, and um, and Pardew saw him. And just just said, you know, let's 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 give this kid a chance, which is an incredible story, really. If he if he ever succeeds, um, do, are we still inspired by that sort of thing, Tom? You've got to be, surely. I mean, it, it, it's what you uh, you want as a football fan. You know, someone as fans, there's always all that dream, isn't it? They think that, oh, you know, when you're young, I, I might not be the best football player, but you know, maybe one day I've got a chance of of playing for my club. And in a similar sort of way, you, you do like those sort of rags to riches, underdogs, however you want to call it, story. So to someone to be, you know, hours away from being on the uh, the proverbial football scrap heap to suddenly find himself with a with a deal at a Premier League club, you've got to you've got to wish the kid well. You have, yeah. And I would have answered that quicker if I hadn't. Uh, left myself on mute there for just a moment while I passed the police car went past. Um, I, I don't. I mean, he's a, he's a winger, 
and and we've talked before about not chasing that crappy old motor that keeps driving up and down your road. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Get rid of it. Keep making all this noise. Um, no, look seriously. I this, this is the sort of thing that we we've been talking about while we've been struggling. Why aren't we throwing the, throwing a kid in? I'm I'm sure he's nowhere near ready. If he drifted out into non-league football, it's it's a long road back for him. But there's quite a lot of um, you know. We, we, Quasi Apaya is probably the one that I want to sort of draw a bit of attention to. He's unfortunately got an injury right at the start of the season, a very serious knee injury. But he'd gone from being that, that kid we got from Margate who had scored a bucket load of goals. And, you know, he, he became a, a full international for Ghana, playing alongside, you know, some, some absolute superstars, you know, getting international caps and, and really starting to, to look like a proper player. And you know that's that's an in, should be an inspiration for someone like Williams, and it should also encourage us to keep making those signings. So it will be glossed over as you kind of expect, because everyone wants the big names. But I genuinely think that you know that's that could be a signing to get excited about in in, in a couple of years' time. Who was uh, the who was the, the young fellow we bought from Brentford? Uh, uh, big hair. Big hair. Oh, uh, Keshi Anderson. He wasn't from Brentford. Yes. He, he was. He was from something like uh, Barton Rovers, I think it was. Yeah, I thought he was at Brentford. I thought he scored. No, he, he scored in, on trial for them against us, scored a hat-trick in about eight minutes. And then we signed him off the back of that. But they say they didn't want him. But, um, yeah, he, you're right. He was tearing it up at Doncaster, wasn't he, until he got a uh, broken leg, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. <laughs> was that really your point? Uh, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, my other, my other point was, um, was the kid from, from, uh, from Margate. I mean, you know, that's from, that's a pie uh, who you was just talking about. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. your pie. Yeah, I, I remember talking to to someone whose team had played against them, and they said he wasn't even the best Margate striker on the pitch. But there you go, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's wearing like you know he's, he's yeah. signed for Palace. So, but I, 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 some some uh, decisions baffle me. But like you say, going back to the kids, I I don't know whether. I, you know when they say you never win anything with kids, and but I, I really do think we need to we need to something needs to be implemented behind the scenes about where we're going to have these you know the, these reserve games again, just to get people back to fitness and also get get kids playing against top rated players. Um, yeah, very very strange our our lack of a lack of our youngsters from an academy that's supposed to be you know reasonably good. Have not really come through in the last year or two. I just noticed that um, we've got news that uh, Alex McCarthy's loan out of the club. It says to Reading there, but I thought it was Fulham as well. Uh, that has broken down because of the um, situation with Rob Green not joining the club. I think, to be honest with you, most people would probably be happy with that as the situation overall, keeping Alex McCarthy and, and not signing Rob Green. Uh, there's a lot of negativity about it. Should we? Let's, let's take a moment and talk about that. Is any, anyone, uh, you know, of you guys actually? Would would you be encouraged at the signing of Rob Green? Could could you no. make any sense? No, no. I I I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to name drop now, and I really hope he don't he doesn't mind. But when when uh, Patrick O'Connor was over, I, I I took my son, me and my son took Patrick and um and Dave um Dave Gregory, one of our keepers who's now gone out on loan. Um, we took him down to the London club, and I, I like literally spent a day with Dave Gregory, and he's he is a lovely, lovely fella. And I s- sort of asked him a few questions, and he was very, very truthful. But what he did say to me was, 
that he thought McCarthy was the best goalkeeper he'd seen at Palace. Now, that's one of our goalkeepers who has aspirations to play for our club at the highest level, turn around and saying that he, he thought he was, and he said he thought he was the best goalkeeper at the club as well. Yeah, and, and it wasn't, again, we talked about what, um, what sort of got him out of the team, was um, just a couple of uh, fundamental areas of, of not pushing the ball outside of, you know, outside of his area, putting it back in the danger area. But he actually made some decent saves. And But, you know, it, it, it just it's going to take a few games for him to settle. I can see why we're trying to get him out on loan. But um, it's interesting to see, a, you know, hear a fellow keeper at the club talk about him in, um, in such a positive way. Um, and obviously gives us an idea of why we signed him in the first place. Um, got a message in from, uh, from Luke Constable saying that uh, Rob Green... Ahead of, signing Rob Green ahead of McCarthy would make no sense. Decent keeper, but 36 now is just not right. McCarthy's a good goalkeeper, just took a confidence battering. And I think that's spot on. Well, um, I, I always thought it was very strange. Sorry, Chris. I thought it was very strange when we signed their number two. Well, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, yeah. Well, I see what you mean. But but it's it's really got to be on the on the side of potential, isn't it? About what he can yeah, but, be. But Pardew but, talked about him as a as a, as a potential England goalkeeper for the upcoming Euros when, when we signed saying. him. But we, we signed their number two and put him in as our number one. Mm. I thought that was very strange. If he wasn't considered you know, good enough to be, to, be, uh, to be QPR's number one, and then we signed him in, in a, as a Premier League team and, and stick him straight in you know, out, out of the frying pan now where he mm. was conceding goals left, right and centre. I think the last game he played for QPR, he conceded five. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't always make sense like that, though. No, Paul, it doesn't. Because I, I because we you know the, our current number one was Wolves number three when we signed him. So um, obviously there were reasons for that. It was two years you know, to get in, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know it's it's funny how things work out, really. But um, I, you know I, I see a lot in, in McCarthy. I really do. Um, but but he's just got he's got to play games and do consistently well. You can't have you can't really chop and change keepers and expect anything to to, to improve. Um, and obviously, we all still talk about the fact that Jules hasn't, hasn't had a chance. The very strong rumours he was heading out of the club, um, which were eventually quashed. But um, you know, I, I dare say he wants to play some games. Tom, how would you have coped if Jules had left? Is it easier now he hasn't been playing? No, not at all. Um, I've, I've still got a massive man crush on the man. Uh, he's he's only what eight games I think he said in the program. Hang on, very few games away from reaching that all-time uh, record. Uh, so. I'd just love to see him backing up. I mean, I, yeah, he's getting on in the years, but he's he, he can still do a job, I think. I mean, but the, as you say, the point comes where you have to sort of hand the reins over and you know give the the, the new guy up a chance and time to get get his you know used to being in the goal and find his feet, so to speak. And yeah, we've got we've got to give we've got to give Hennessy a chance. I sort of contradicted myself there. You have, yeah, you've kind of talked yourself around into a sort of a cul-de-sac and um, and disagreed <laughs> with yourself. I enjoyed it. Um, I think we might have to make that a clip for sometime soon. Um, but, but well done. <laughs> no, cheers, Tom. No, no, I know I know what you're getting at. It's you know we we do have to we do have to stick behind Hennessy um, and and not chop and change. But at the same time, it does feel harsh that that, that McCarthy looked. Missed out the way he did. Um, two, two, sorry to interrupt. Two, that was two appearances according to the Pro. Mark Julian Sproni needs just two more appearances to tie John Jackson's record of 388 games in all competitions as a keeper. Yeah. We've got to give him those two games, surely. Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, you say that a lot of people say so. no, no room for sentiment in football, but for Jules there is absolutely. Um, so let's hope that happens. 
um, happens later on. Um, Nick's got in touch to say, Charlton have just signed someone called Rod Fanny. Why didn't we get him in, lads? Hey? Rod Anyway. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd... Uh, just react in the, the the traditional way to someone else. They have they have. I mean, we said said it earlier. They've also signed Sonogo today. It's been a fantastic window for Charlton. I would to be a Charlton fan instead of instead of the trauma of being a Palace fan in a transfer window. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ugh. It's quite difficult to talk for this long. Silence. See that you're struggling <laughs> as well. Um, some of the other rumours um, that have been floating around as well. I'm just checking through my little uh, thing here of all the things I want to talk about. We'll come back and talk about Johnny Williams uh, going out to MK Dons in just a moment. But um, earlier on today, there was a uh, a John Terry um, rumour that was uh, taken completely out of context for some tongue-in-cheek comments made by Pardew at the press conference. I watched that press conference live. He was he was having a joke about the fact that he's always having a word with Terry to join Palace. Um, a lot of people reacting badly to that, and obviously a lot of... Um, news outlet, should we say, running with that as an actual story that we're going to try and get him to sign for us. Um, I, think that's, um, I think that's a bit of a joke, really. You say gullible loose, but obviously trying to generate clicks in the, the frenzy of the transfer window as well. Um, we also mentioned Rob Green. An interesting one that was, um, that was spoken about very early in the day was that we were looking to sign Kieran Gibbs on loan from Arsenal. Um, and that the rumour was that loan was blocked by, by Arsenal. But... Um, do, do we have a problem at left back loose? Is, is Soiree, do we need cover for Soiree? Uh, or, or someone to, to play instead of him? Because if it's Kieran Gibbs, you'd expect him to, to, to start ahead of him. I think we need to, well, I don't know. We've got Marty Kelly, haven't we? Hmm. So, no, I don't think we really need him. <laughs> I think it was just one of these rumour mills that... I think people were generating stories for the sake of it because it's been such a boring transfer window for the majority <laughs> of clubs that really, really people has. were just tweeting anything. Um, I don't think that, that was ever a story. I had a conversation with Penny Creed via Twitter and we were just like, this just got to be rubbish because it's been a rubbish transfer window so people are bored. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the um, the most exciting rumour we've had sent into us during the course of this show has just come in from Ian Waghorn, saying, any truth in the rumours that Lucy will be going on loan to FYP till the end of the season? Uh, Lucy? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't had go. any offers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on, that sounds less than... Uh, uh, yeah. Kyle Eldridge just got in, in touch saying that uh, Suarez's first choice, we need someone to challenge at left-back, not a right-back who is a makeshift left-back. Uh, Carl, I absolutely agree with that. And that you've managed to get my brain back to where it was supposed to be after Lucy had finished talking there when I became distracted by a tweet from, from Ian Waghorn. Uh, <laughs> that is exactly the point I was going to make. Kelly, you know, he, he actually did very, very well in the last few games he played at left back. And I, I do feel a bit sorry for Martin Kelly because he, he's one who sort of, he joined while Pulis was still in charge, kind of expecting to come back, to come in and play, I think, play at right back and with a view to moving into centre back. And he's, he's kind of become the forgotten man of late. Um, you know he is there providing cover, but but I agree. An out and out left back sounds like the um, does sound like the, the the right thing for for us. But whether or not Kieran Gibbs is that signing, I'm not too sure whether that was ever on the cards at all. Um, but Suarez certainly been impressive. I don't really have too many problems with that. Um, final rumor I want to talk about, and this this one of all the rumors that have been flying around seemed to be the most 
likely and potentially could still be on the cards, and that's the signing of uh, Mohamed Diame from Hull. Um, he's a player at West Ham, I believe that's the right player, um, and has had a couple of really, really strong games against us. You know, central midfielder, box to box, scores goals, very powerful. Um, exactly the kind of sort of the player I'd like to see as target. Uh, someone you're aware of, Joe? Yeah, from his West Ham days, terrorised us as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like him. Would would definitely be a, you know, from that division as well. I, I, it's a it's a tough division that championship. You know, I'd I'd I'd, I'd like him. Yeah, I think it'd be a good addition. So, are you talking about that spine? Or is that would that be your central midfielder, or would you look for something different? Well, no, no. To be totally honest with you, I'd, I'd I'd like to be looking. You know, if 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 uh, Kabai isn't going to be the creative. The, the creative in the in the last third of the field that we need to sit behind a forward, um, then I think we need to be. I don't know. Uh, I think we need to be nicking some one of one of the Arsenal or Chelsea midfielders that wants to play every week. That's that's what I think. Yeah. I you know I know people go mad and say and laugh, but I'm not really. I I I think someone like Fabregas would be fantastic for us. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get near that at the moment, are no, we? Really? Yeah, but the thing is, how, how much are we? Pay- hang on a second. How much are we actually paying, um, Eddie Boyle? How much are we paying? Uh, the the suggestion in the press is seventy five k. Right. Well, top, that's that's, that's what I've got. Yeah, and I've, well, I've got mates that are selling us that we're paying seventy seven, and then and then Tottenham are playing the twenty five because he's on one hundred two, one hundred three, or whatever. So, but honestly, if if we're looking at if we're looking at that, surely. We we have to be not every single Chelsea player is on two hundred grand a week. Some of their players are only on fifty, sixty, seventies. And if some we're paying, some of their youth players are on seventy grand a week. Well, I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, I, I, I know that we could be we could be attracting other players um, from from other clubs. From you know, I couldn't think who we want to nick off Man United, but well, <laughs> apart from Carrick, to be honest with you. I'd love character sitting out in, in our midfield. He'd pick out everybody, and he wouldn't need to move five yards. Well, that's so. good because he can't. I mean, if you if added by us to it, too old for us, then you know Carrick's probably about three years older than me. <laughs> but Carrick plays week in week out. He's a different, he's a completely mm. different quality. But what I'm um, saying is, it, it yeah. just you know we we need we need someone creative who can pick out a player who's got speed of thought, speed of speed, you know, that can read a situation and and just get on with it. Um, I know what you mean. I mean, you know, an addition of class in there, you know, real proper class. We saw it with Kabai. It changed the way we played. It changed the way other people played. It was, you know, that that kind of signing, that kind of, um, you know, injection of, like I say, of, of class. Tom, you did seem that you wanted to rebuff Joe's uh, suggestion we should sign Fabregas. Tom? Wonder how long before Tom realizes. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just think even in this Premier League world with all the money we've got now, it's, it's still so, so far fetched, really. I mean, I, I get the the point Gel's making, even if it does seem to be taken to an absurd degree. Um, <laughs> I just, I just think it's, it's not absurd, enough, is it? absurd in what? Absurd in what? In what degree? In, what, in terms what, of in terms of breaking the wage structure to bring in someone of that value, one player like that. Can, we're paying someone seventy-seven thousand quid, aren't we? I think Fabregas is probably on about 180 grand a week. Yeah, but he did. But the thing is, the older he gets, he's not going to get contract like that. If he wants to come and play, he doesn't play every week. But you don't need to go to the Premier League anymore. You can go to China. You can go to America. You can make an absolute fortune out there. If it's just money, they're going to go elsewhere. Well, this is this is what I'm saying. It's 
but we can attract other more stylish players from the continent for for a hundred and ten thousand euros or whatever. And I can see this. That's the sheer eagle taking a piss. Say, can I can I um, can I have whatever gel's been smoking, right? But we got Kabai. Go on. What else am I smoking? I made you laugh. We, we, we're supposed to be Premier League. We want to be top half of the table. You look at look at some of the players that that Stoke have got. I hate Stoke, but how on earth? What has Stoke got? They got a dark player, an over the hill dark player. That's all they've got. <laughs> and somebody that used to make bloody pots and pans or whatever. We've we, we've got London on our doorstep. If we're paying a hundred thousand euros a week to to an over the hill thirty one year old. Christ Almighty! Surely we must be able to attract people, players from Sierra App and from around Europe, from around the world. Why? Why are really, we doing this? I really enjoyed the way that, while talking about wages in, for European players, you did the conversion to euros. I um, I liked that, Joe. I really. Fast maths. That's good skill. It is good skills. But what I'm saying is, you know, people, people laughed at me. When I, two, three, two, three years ago, I said the only way we would ever do any good in the Premier League is if we were spending fifty, sixty, seventy thousand pounds £70,000 a week for strikers and midfielders. And you all laughed. And that's exactly what we're doing now. No, we, we laughed because you were saying to do it then when we didn't have the ability. We, we, you know, we're, I'm not, you know, it's like saying this is what we need to do now. And then when we do it later on where it's, you know, where it works. Yeah, but no, no, but no, no see, the thing is, we did that last year. We were paying. Scott Dan and everyone else, you know, and 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 Kabai's coming now. We're talking about we've we've moved on again. We've moved on another yeah. ten, fifteen thousand pound a week. We've added by or so. Yeah. Why aren't we going another twenty thousand pound a week for a top top class striker? Well, if we look, just get him for a year and then City come in and and bid us a squillion quid for him, you know, I just. But the, the question is, the question is who, and the question is. And, and obviously, money does not guarantee you a thing. It doesn't. You know, it, it, it can have a really big say in, in a successful signing, but it doesn't guarantee a successful signing. You sign the wrong player on massive wages who doesn't fit in, then, then you're in trouble. And, you know, and all the good work you do building a squad and competing, you know, you can, just, you can just go out the window. Anyway, let's have a, let's have a quick break. We're going to go away a little, for a little while. <laughs> Uh, be a, bit, a little bit of music and then when we come back let's just literally just give us a break be a quick change of the presenting team we'll do a little fun quiz um, talk a little bit more about transfers and then um, let's let's try and get Mr Parrish uh, on the phone www.holradio.net Hello and welcome back to the final hour, thank God, of the, uh, of the transfer window. Uh, not a huge amount happening for Palace today and obviously some very unhappy people as a result of that. The, uh, the lineup has changed. Um, we are joined by Mr. Terence Ford. Hello. You've replaced young Lucy White, who's, who's headed off to Pastures New, possibly oh. to FYP. I'm not sure if that's what's happened there. I wanted to make jokes about Rod Fanny, but never mind. Yeah, you still can, you know. Uh, Nick is here again, but he's um, currently he can't speak because he's got a spin cycle on his washing machine in the background. It happens to all the 
all the top radio shows, um, so he'll just be quiet for a while. And we're also joined, hopefully, by Patrick O'Connor. Nothing. Nothing at all. No, no noise whatsoever. How about if I say it again? Patrick O'Connor? He's either on mute or he's, um, I don't know. Apparently he's, his mouth is moving, but he is currently not emitting That's any noise. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where we left it, we were just talking about um, you know, the transfers that have happened. Obviously, the, um, the deals so far, uh, you know, earlier in the window, Emmanuel Adebayor, the big signing for Palace uh, and the non-league uh, youngster Randall Williams has joined us as well. Um, strong rumours that Gale has agreed a four-year deal. I don't know if that's up on the official site yet as to whether it's happened or not, but um, over the course of the next hour, we hope to see that confirmed and um, hopefully any other news um, that will be happening. At the moment, not so much as a whisper from anything else. Um, out, of course, earlier in the window, Jack Hunt made his uh, move to Sheffield Wednesday permanent. He'd been out there on loan. Um, by the sounds of things, we've managed to recover recoup on money we spent on him. Um, Alex McCarthy was due to go to Fulham, but that has now been cancelled because Rob Green um, did not join us. Uh, Jerome Binham Williams has gone to Leighton Orient on loan. And the thing we want to talk about right now is that uh, Johnny Williams is on loan out at MK Dons. Signs aren't looking good for him, Terence. Um, obviously, first of all, that, that he was let go at a time where Pardew was talking about this being his chance to impress. And second of all, that um, after starting, I think, the first game there, he started the second game on the bench. Mm, yeah, it's sad. I really like Johnny Williams and I've, you know, being one of our own, we really want him to succeed. But the more it seems to go on, the more, well, the less likely it looks like he's going to actually ever make an impact at Palace, which is um, a shame considering all the potential that he showed early on in his career. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is just down to injuries, really, isn't it? You know, and I know he's still very highly rated by Chris Coleman in the Wales setup, and, you know, if fit tends to tends to get in their squads and, and get minutes on the pitch, but it just seems odd that um, that his his time at Palace really just it's never really coincided with a, with a long spell of of being available. Um, you know, it's just 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 very very frustrating, and I still think there's a huge amount of talent there. I know it's one of the signings in the window um, to Bournemouth from um, oh god, who was it from? But Royce Wiggins, anyway, um, former Palace youth left back who was um, really really highly rated at the club and got absolutely clattered in a pre-season tour of, uh, of the US by Morris Edu who went on to play for, for Rangers and amongst others um, and yeah and basically never recovered at Palace through that injury but he's now found his way back up to the Premier League and I kind of think that that might be something that happens with Johnny Williams what do you reckon Joe? Well it just seems I know he's, he's he's backwards and forwards too much for me. I think he's a I think he's a proven player for our team. Um, we seem to have other people that, are, that that can come straight into the first team and play to try and get fit. Um, yeah, Johnny Williams has to has to uh, I don't know. Uh, he has to leave. He has to go yeah. out on loan and maybe maybe. Oh, I'd love to see what I know, but I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, not about him. It's a. It's a. It's a I, th- I think Johnny Williams' future in football is away from Palace. Mm. 
I, 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 Unf- I don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't want that to be the case, but I don't doubt that as well. And uh, Lions has got in touch, Lions by 50, saying Johnny's loan is putting him in the shop window. Uh, and the question that I was going to actually ask you, Terence, as a follow-up, um, is, is would you still rather see Johnny Williams in the side than Jordan Much? Uh, yes, always. He's, he's he's a better player he's a better person there you go strong words from Terence. apparently Nick has returned uh, Nick you've, you, you and I have talked before on this show about Johnny Williams about how it's a shame he hasn't really done things now he's, he's obviously off uh, MK Dons he's got to make an impact there if, if there's any hope for him but everyone's really pretty much suggesting that there's, there's, his time has run out for him at Palace would you agree with that? yeah if we were still championship I'd uh, say he'd be a regular starter, but it's, it's you know, we, we could be a bit more experimental, and I don't think now is the time to, to start him in there, much as it pains me to say, he's, he's, he's good with the ball, mm. and he's a bit of an unknown, really. Yeah, got, he's uh, got, uh, yeah. But he's got, he's got players, it's like the, the guy, uh has gone from Arsenal to play for a Leon or somebody like that, just so he can get in the, he can't get in the Arsenal team because of Bellerin. So he's gone out on loan just so I can get in the French team. Williams wants to get in the Welsh team. So if it, if it means playing for another team, then fair play. He's got to do it. Yeah. Uh, having problems getting uh, getting Patrick um, connected. So um, hopefully we'll get his views a little bit later on. Uh, I did get a question on, on Johnny Williams from Luke saying, um, how come he can play for MK Dons? Thought FIFA rules can say he can only play for two clubs and he's played a sub for us. Played for Forest now MK Dons. I believe loans don't, don't count for that. Um, it's permanent. Is that right, Terence? You know everything. Um, sorry, sorry. Ben on Williams is alone. Is that what you no, was asking? No, me? it wasn't. So you were <laughs> typing something. It was a Johnny Williams. Johnny Johnny Williams is a loan deal. With he's MK played Dons. for he's played for Palace. He's played for the Forest, and he's played for MK Dons. Yeah, Forest, a question was an, Forest was an emergency loan. That's why he's allowed to play for three teams within one season. There you go. So you did know, and all it took was for you to listen. Yeah, I know. I know. Are you getting angry on Twitter with people? Is that what's happening? Uh, no. I'm not even looking at that anymore. Right. I've I've already been copied into the Met Police tonight, so I, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> thanks for that. that. <laughs> Congratulations. What have you done? You had a go at you've had a go at the Met Police. No, 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 no. Someone no, just copied me in because I said I was gonna murder Clattenburg. Yeah. Oh. Obviously I'm not, <laughs> not literally going to do it, I'm just going to do it with uh, with words, verbally on here. Oh. I thought you was, was like a grass or something, you know. <laughs> Please, mate, I'm, 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 I'm not actually. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, I can't. I take it no. you ta- you've talked about Stoke, but and yeah, <laughs> about two hours ago, Nick. Yeah, I wasn't here, was I? He was a rubbish, Clattenburg. <laughs> I sat in Homesdale Lower. Normally, I sit in Pop J in the family stand. It's like going to an away game. It was really good because you can get <laughs> beer. You can get proper beer in there. <laughs> So I may be changing my season ticket next year. Well, I, I listened to um, uh, Paul Glance, a quick game too, and he moaned like a bitch about the half a weight. Everything yeah, about yeah. the half a weight was rubbish. So yeah, it's, can it's sit at the back of Blocky. Yeah, he'll go and sit at the back of Blocky on the, tomorrow night, I imagine. Listen, Paul's used to the finer things in life, isn't he? Come you on. are right. Lord Glance, Lord sorry. Glance, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a bit niche for, for people listening. Um, listen, hopefully coming up in the very, very near future, Steve Parrish will be on. Uh, obviously, you've got agreement from Steve to come on, but it all does depend on what's going on in the background uh, at Palace now. Let's say it's so quiet on uh, on Twitter. It's so quiet on, on Sky Sports News. It 
genuinely doesn't seem to be anything happening, but just hoping, hoping that something is going to surprise us. And it well, doesn't sound like Le- it. Le- Leroy Fur just signed for Swansea, so that's them doomed. <laughs> he, he's, he's going for the relegation record, isn't he? Yeah. He is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a decent player, him, but, um, but yeah, anyway. Um, what we've got it's, now? It's the players, um, it's the players, the clubs near the bottom that tend to do more business anyway, don't they? Because they, they, they've last chance saloon to get gambling to get them out of the, yeah. Like lambs. Oh no, that's gambling. Gambling, yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I, I think everyone is expecting tonight. Do you remember um, when we signed seven players under uh, under Holloway yeah. oh. in about 15 minutes? Was it Jimmy, did Jimmy Kebby? Was he one of them? Yeah. I think he probably was, yeah. Elliot Grandin, wasn't he? I don't know. Oh, Barry, Barry Bannon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Florian Marange. Oh, wow. Wow. See, That's when you put it in context... Do we? We don't really want those days to come back, do we? Okay, it's exciting making seven new signings in a window. Yeah, well, but the, the, the following window, come on, we we made we got Joe Ledley, Scott Dunn, Jason Punchin on a permanent. Mm. Tom Ince, obviously that didn't work out, but it was a good good signing of intent. Yeah, no, oh, no, that was that I'd, was I'd a top window. First having on that level. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you realistically think it was it was a possibility? Are there players that you're looking around thinking we should we should have got? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in an airport lounge? It's Patrick has got his Skype noises on. We can hear them. <laughs> so Patrick he can't has... hear us, though. Yeah, he Patrick can't has hear got us. his Skype noises on. And now I can hear me saying Patrick's Hey! It wouldn't be transfer is... windows. This is brilliant. Um, I just... This is fantastic. This is. Just... I remember two years ago, I was in Lincolnshire on an NUT weekend, and I was meant to come on. And all I could hear was Mikey playing, hey, teach, leave them kids alone, over and over again. <laughs> I think you heard about three words from me, and then it all went pear-shaped from that moment on. <laughs> anyway, but back to the question, Terence, as we were discussing, um, you know, are, are there players that have signed for other clubs you think that we should and realistically had a chance to get them? Uh, players that have signed for other clubs, no, probably not. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm not subscribing to the Charlie Austin thing. Um I'm not really sure that I want to be paying him a hundred grand a week or whatever it is. Um, I would have just, you know, it's it's getting the hopes up, isn't it? It's like the whole the talks of Slimani and Bashue. Yeah, these are quality players who completely fit the mould of what we want, and it's just frustrating. And that sort of talk comes out, and then you know we're sat here, we haven't even got a Kevin Doyle to boast about, you know. Just... <laughs> no, but there's still time. <laughs> um, you know, there, there is still time. To... Is, is he available? That is one of the questions. Can you so. boast about Kevin Doyle? <laughs> Someone must have at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we do have a quiz coming up, but typically Nick has told me he needs two minutes. Um, right at the point I was gonna gonna get get on with that. So we've just got to fill a little bit more time. A bit has been a lot of time filling today, unfortunately, and. Be honest with you, it's driving me mad. Just want something to happen. I'm sure most people are feeling a bit like that, even if the, the rationality behind that doesn't quite there. Um, Saido Berahino, I've just noticed a tweet um, that we've been copied into by CPFC Barbarian, um, uh, who's who said, <laughs> "Everyone once again, everyone waiting once again for the silly spoil, silly little sport boy to make some some make the same mistake." So here you go. Good night, all, and thanks for support. 
So I think that sounds like yet again he hasn't got his uh, his move away. Um, wow. So it's a strange situation that one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be turning down twenty four million or whatever it is for for a player who his contract is slowly, slowly going down. Um, was that brave. Spurs? Was that Spurs that they offered twenty one million for? No, nah, it's Newcastle and Stoke this time. Yeah, well, I think it was the Spurs last time. Jesus. 23, 24 million for him. Yeah. Wow. wow. I'd say we've talked about it. That's, that's the market now. You think Jordan Rhodes has gone for about, looks like it was 11 or 13 million today. People apparently, Russ McCormack had in a transfer request and people were being quoted 20 million for him. <laughs> Can you believe that? 20 million pounds. Well, I mean, it's not. I don't know what he moved for to fill him in the first place. It was pretty high, but it was twelve, wasn't it? Yeah, eleven or twelve. Yeah, hmm. you know, it's, a, it has gone mad. You know, he, the money flying about. He's a myth. <laughs> he is, yeah. Well, certainly never done it at the top level. No one has ever gone out and taken a risk on him. A little bit like Jordan Rhodes. Um, looks like he'll get his chance next season in the Premier League with, with Middlesbrough. But again, a lot of people talking about we should have gone in for that as a deal. We, we mentioned it earlier. And I don't. I don't know. I kind of feel that. No, wherever you look, there's just there's no value in signings like that, really. Well, he's got resale value. He's only 25 still, isn't he? So, Is he? Yeah. He just seems like he's been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's 25. I mean, it is a lot. it's a lot of money. You'd probably like to think that his wages would have been considerably less. Um, but I don't know. It's not, it's not on the level of, as I said before, the batteries and stuff like that. So No. I mean, that's obviously, that's the thing that's got people excited, a, a name, you know, either an exotic name from abroad or, you know, or, or some huge, huge name. But you, you went on when we were talking about Adebayo, so I could just get your views before we uh, get involved on the quiz. Oh, I mean, I'm, um, I'm really excited about Adebayo. Yeah, like, how can you not be? He's 31, he's almost 32, Joe. <laughs> he's, everywhere he's ever gone, he's scored Next goals. Next week. Next week. Next week is thirty-two. That's all right. I'm I'm thirty-four this year, and I can still move about. <laughs> just, <laughs> um, yeah. So he's gonna. Um, I'm I'm sure he'll score goals if you put him in our team. Um, I like the the thought of him and Balassi together. I think he's. Um, I, I I can only see him doing well for us on a short-term deal. I think what's the, what's the worst that can happen? He's a player who possesses great quality, and. If he can get anywhere near how to his best in the five months he's here, it will score enough goals for us that will see us finish pretty high up the league. I would imagine. Yeah, well, that's obviously that is the hope, isn't it? But yeah, I just, as I mentioned earlier, I'm just surprised people haven't met it with a little bit more positivity. You know, it seems like the team are probably the most excited people around it about about the signing. In. Overall, but anyway, let's um, let's have a little bit of a break from the general chat and let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about let's let's just have a little sort of, uh, spot quiz. Uh, Terence, you love a quiz. You know everything about Palace. I'm expecting you to win this and get five out of five. Uh, so the general rules: it's just I'll ask you five questions. In turn, you are to send me by PM on Skype, which is exactly. what we're currently using. Your answers. I just want your individual answers sent to me, and, I'll, and at the end we'll go through them all and find out who. Can, right. Wait, can I clarify? <laughs> Am I P- PMing you as Chris, or am yeah. I PMing the whole radio account? Well, it should be me personally. If by some str- 
um, flute. We ha- we aren't connected on Skype as sharing contact information, which is something I hadn't really thought about. Um, you know, then uh, then send it to Mikey. But, can um, I can I P- PM you on DM you on Twitter? Is that uh, yeah? You can do. I can probably cope with that. Nick okay. has already sent me some wonderful. Uh, I'm going to WhatsApp you now. He's doing Twitter. Oh wow! You can WhatsApp <laughs> me. Someone <laughs> Facebook message me. What? <laughs> Jelly, you all right? I know you struggle with these things. So no, I'm, I do. No, I gonna, really do. I'm, ju- I'm going to lead you through it. I'm do you want to text um, me, mate? You've, you've been up. You know, you know how texts work, don't you? It's going to use MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's up to you, Joe. However, you want to get a message directly to me. Just tell me what it, how it's going to be. <laughs> oh, hang on, Bimbo. Where is he? B I M B. Wow. <laughs> 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 so um obviously patrick unfortunately can't play because we can't get connected to him um i'd say tom can step in but no no let's just keep it with terence nick and Jill. Uh, are um, you ready so, uh, nick sorry or? i will be lions in the chat room has just said Jill can tinder him i don't know what tinder is it? <laughs> uh, nick it's like uh, that app you use grinder tinder what's tinder oh is that a dating app yeah oh wow we, we so you swipe you swipe left for no <laughs> i can't Do remember you? i haven't used well you know i've i've been in a relationship for a couple of years now I've, i don't know any i don't know i'll anything. go right for you till all right all right you're gonna swipe right for me <laughs> i go i i gave up the internet when jill told me that chat roulette was good <laughs> i cannot believe you've introduced jill to dating apps this is the this is this is carnage um right are you ready in, that you can all contact me with your answers. Gladiators. Five questions. Okay. Question number one. At the start, I can hit. Who's rustling? Come on, kids. Hey, here's Terence, isn't it? Terence, what are you doing? Where's your microphone? There you go. At the start of, and you can. Sorry, you can play along at home as well. Of course, I'm sure you're as bored as we are. I'm glad um, you said they can. Yeah, it's Maybe nice. Thinking, oh, I wish I could join in. Yeah, tweet at HOL Radio with your answers or various other forms of abuse if you like. Unless, so. unless you've got Chris's number, you can text yeah, you can, you can text me direct if you want. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, question number one: At the start of the 1997-1998 season, Palace signed a European midfielder, becoming his third English club after spells at Grimsby and Tranmere Rovers. He left Palace to join Genoa after just two appearances. Name him. <sighs> I'll be honest, it's one of the toughest questions you've got here. Can you read that out again, Chris? Of course I can, Nick. So it's question number one. At the start of the 1990... 1990- Stay off Twitter, by the way, you lot. At the start of 1997-98 season, Palace signed a European midfielder, becoming his third English club after spells at Grimsby and Tranmere Rovers. He left to join Genoa after just two appearances. Name him. We've got some answers, so we can move on to question two. Oh my God! I should know this. Oh, you should, Terence. Come on, quick before he before he. Come on. Yeah, go on, go. Move on to the next one. I'll try and remember. Move on, move on. So, question number two, a little bit easier for you now. Which player turned down Manchester United to join Palace in 1998? Did you, how did you bloody spell that? Say that second one again, Chris. Which player turned down Manchester United to join Palace in 1998? 
Um, okay, right. <coughs> You're going to get right. messages. <laughs> Next. Um, I've, we, uh, I'm confused as I've only got messages from Nick so far, but it's fine. It's fine. We've got ways of. Uh, I've seen it'll, it'll happen. Oh, yeah, there you go. I've got. Um, Hopefully, oh, yeah. me and Jell aren't both sending in the ones from the chat room because I'm just going by what they're telling me. The <laughs> 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 jellies. We might have a draw here, Jell. Okay. <laughs> Uh, number three, question number three. Which former England international joined Palace in 2000 but had to have a weight clause in his contract? So, hopefully you've all got some answers there. We're ready to move on. Ready? Question number four. Which Senegalese international was announced on the club website as joining on loan from Birmingham in 2004, only to join Portsmouth days later? Oh, oh, I was so happy when I remembered this one, because these all came from my brain. I didn't look anything up, so hopefully they're right. I'll read it again just before we move on. Which Senegalese international was announced on the club website as joining on loan from Birmingham in 2004, only to join Portsmouth days later? Oh, his name was... Oh. Okay, question number five. Which England international forward was on trial with Palace on an overseas trip to the USA? But after failing to secure a deal, later denied it had ever happened, in spite of being pictured in a Palace shirt and scoring in one game. What? When was this? I'm not giving you the, the date of it. I'll uh, read it again quite happily. Which uh, read England... it morosely. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I don't want to read Which... it happily. I don't know the answer. It's putting me <laughs> off. Read it Which... in a normal voice. Which England international forward was on trial with Palace on an overseas trip to the USA? But after failing to secure a deal, later denied it had ever happened, in spite of being pictured in a Palace shirt and scoring in one game. <laughs> um. Right. Hang on, hang on. I've got to text you more. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I've got to. I was supposed to just give you twenty seconds. Not that anything else is happening. I'll tell you. Yeah, you done it. So, uh, um, um, what was what? Repeat the last question. Repeat the last question. Yeah. Yeah. Googling till. Go on, no, I'm not Googling. Which England international forward was on trial with Palace in an overseas trip to the USA, uh, but after failing to secure a deal, later denied it had ever happened, in spite of being pictured in a Palace shirt and scoring in one game. Just so you know, Nick, I have only got four answers from you. Oh, I'm one behind there. Four and a half um, from me. Um, yeah. English, former England international striker. In, in 2000 what? <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds or 20 minutes? I did. It's 20 minutes, yeah. Um, there is a small problem there with your answers as well. What's that? I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, repeat the year of Hambo. What was the year? No, no, you can tell me. I've already sent my answer in. I haven't said a year. So I oh, you didn't repeat. say a year. Oh, no. right, okay. That's all right. But, I mean, the, the, the clue's there in the question. I'm not frantically looking for my phone in any way he says I am as a liar. There it is. Why does it ring the bell and I just can't 
pull it out of my head. Mind touching. <laughs> <laughs> only, only cowbell ringing this evening. They've only yeah. done £154,350,000 worth spent. Right, so I have five answers from Jell. Who's that? Watford. I have five answers from Nick. Terence, do I have five answers from you? Yeah, four. Uh, no, I'm trying to just. Well, I'm going guess. to disqualify it if yes. you don't hurry disqualify up. Yes, disqualify him. Yeah, we, we haven't got to the window shut. Well, we have. <laughs> Realistically, we have. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. So I've got one, two, three, four from you so far, Terence. Two more, five more seconds. Four, three, two, one. We're done. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember who it was. I'm uh, well. You know, let's see how we did. Let's uh, revisit those answers. I'm going to try and see who's got the uh, the best answer. So going back to the the first question. So the first question was at the start of the 1997-98 season. Palace signed a European midfielder, becoming his third English club after spells with Grimsby, Tranmere Rovers, and Tranmere Rovers. Uh, he left to join Genoa after just two appearances. Name him. So. Um, uh, let's go with you first, Joe. Uh, you went. F- who did you go for? Uh, the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Churchage. So, yeah, you did. Sasa Churchage. And you mysteriously went for the same wrong answer as Nick. So where did you get those answers from? No, I actually put mine up first before they, before it, they put it before on. It, before what? Sorry? Before it went on to the chat. So before you, you cheated say... by looking at no, the chat. No, 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 never. Look at the times. Look at the Let's time that Nick's say, against mine. All right, all right, all right. Let's on, just say that if, the, um, if I've got them all wrong, it's down to the chat room because I didn't know any of the answers. Oh, the Terrence. fourth one I made up. I just put a random one in there. Terence, uh, what was your answer? Ivano Bonetti. You are correct, sir. For oh, one point. Terence, one. Nick, no, I've, ju- I've just Googled the answer to question five and I'm kicking myself right now. <laughs> I'll bet you are. I bet. <laughs> Question number two, and hopefully you've all got this one right. Plenty of listeners getting this one right as well. Actually, let me have a quick look on the uh, the old show doc and see who got question number one right. Lee Bowman uh, has got that correct with Ivano Benetti, but seems to be the only one. Uh, Dave suggested Patricio Bilio. Remember him? No, only you, Dave, remember him. Uh, I've seen him on a list of players. I don't remember him actually playing. Fantastic shout, though. Uh, but Ivano Benetti, it was well done to Lee for getting that one as well. So question number two was which player turned down Manchester United to sign for Palace in 1998? Um, well, I'll go for you first, Joe. Again? Yeah. Oh, did you go last time? No, shot. Matt Jansen. It was Matt Jansen. Nick, you also went for that. And also, so did you, Terence. Plenty of listeners getting that one right. Still held in very high esteem. Well, the majority of Palace fans, of course. So a few names to tick off there. Richard Jeffries got that one right. Midge got that one right. Bristol Palace got that one right. Les got it right. Uh, Steve Cousins, Ollie Bowell, and Robin Huggins also right. Plus loads, loads more. Looking like no one got question three at the moment. Question three, um, hopefully that'll be updated in just a moment. I've seen, seen it updated. Was which former England international joined Palace in 2000? I had to have a weight clause inserted into his contract uh, Jill um, I'm not going to ask you first this time Nick I can't remember what I put I'm out of the chat what did I put Chris okay you put Neil Ruddock as did, did Jill as did Terence. correct 
So that's two points apiece for you and Joe, and Terence has three out of three so far. Uh, plenty of people getting that one right as well um, at home, but uh, but not yet updated on the system. So there we go. Well done, everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, someone someone at home has got this question right, which I'm very very impressed with. Uh, not to say that you guys haven't. Mm. So, if his name's <laughs> Pass, then I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, Joe, you passed on that question. No, no, no. Um, that's the name. Okay, well, I... Steve, Steve Pass. <laughs> I rode through two mountains. All right. So, uh, I mean, Nick, you've gone for what was your answer to that one? Um. Oh, do you know, shall I tell people what the question was? That probably might be a good idea. Yeah. Question number four was which Senegalese international was announced on the club website as joining on loan from Birmingham in 2004, only to join Portsmouth days later. Was it um, Aliou Cissé? <laughs> yeah, have you Googled that? Yeah, it was. Don't no, it's in the chat that. room. Lee Bowman got that in the chat okay, room. Okay, Lee Bowman got it again. It's in the chat room. We've got three. We're, this isn't me playing. This is the chat room playing. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I don't know any of them. We've got uh, Aaron Paul Media. Um, got in touch. I think it's the Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Um, he got Aliou Cissé right as well. Uh, Paul Ashby uh, just put Cissé, but we'll give him that. Uh, Liam got that wrong with Papa Booba Diop, and Stephen Dykes also put uh, got it wrong with Kamara. But there you yeah, go. It was Aliou Cissé. Uh, you got it wrong, Terence. What was yeah, your... I was between Faye Diamancy Kamara and Cissé, and I went with Faye, and I was wrong. I didn't hear the Birmingham part when you was telling when you was reading out the question. I should have been well, listening four times. Yeah, I should, I should have listened properly. I'm, try, I'm trying to multitask and do like 100 things at once, and I'm not very good at it. That's, that's fair enough. Okay, so final question. Do I get um, half a point for Faye? No. no, of course not. It's incorrect. <laughs> uh, so just as it stands, you've got three, and the other gentlemen have two. I think the listeners are probably winning, because between them all, they've got it all right. So question number five, final question. Which England international forward was on trial with Palace on an overseas trip to the USA, but after failing to secure a deal, later denied it ever happened, in spite of being pictured in a Palace shirt and uh, also scoring a goal in one game? Um, Joe, who did you go for? Sheringham. You are incorrect, sir. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely incorrect. Um, Nick, who did you go for? Steve Ball. Steve, <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. He, he did only ever play for Wolves, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So yeah, good effort, but very, very wrong. And Terence, well, I, I now know. I now know it's Jay Bothroyd. It is absolutely Jay Bothroyd. Someone got that in the in the chat. Yeah, they, no, I'm not surprised. As soon as I saw the name, I was like, yes, of course. Lee Bowen got them all week. He, he, he got everyone. No. He doesn't know how he remembers such pointless stuff about players. <laughs> well, Lee Bowman has exactly the same brain as I have because that's, that's where they came from. That's amazing. And Paul Ashby got it right as well. He's got a very strong performance in that quiz. Thank you for everyone playing on at home. Cheers, guys. Uh, Terence, you are the winner on the uh, team. I don't know. What, how are you going to celebrate? Um, you are the winner. I am the winner. I'm probably going to have a hot chocolate. <laughs> ah, sounds a good idea. Um, I do believe... Uh, uh, chap on the home today called Premier Fan is trying to phone in. You can understand that we've uh, been a little bit less than keen <laughs> to um, to get people involved on the phones. But if you do try now, we'll pop you straight on air uh, and have a quick chat with you before we move on. Uh, so there you go, Mikey. Here's a little instruction for you there. 
Um, so yeah, plenty, plenty more to talk about. At the moment, I was really desperately hoping, of course, that we'd have made some huge signing while we were doing that quiz. It hasn't happened, um, and I imagine that the uh, the, the fury <laughs> later on is going to. Uh, well, this this will get um, gels uh, back up. Stoke have just spent eighteen point three million on Salah. Um, Kaya, who's that? Oh, you you're gonna have to it's turn down the. Uh, hello, mate. Can you just turn down us in the background? Yeah. Oh, cheers, buddy. I'm, I'm in um, uh, the pub with oh, okay. my mate so uh, he's the one that's trying to phone in. Um, okay. So I just uh, got in the chat room and just said, so I'll pass you over, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah we're both panicked, fans. Who's secretary? We're in the elm tree. We've been sitting in the elm tree hoping for those transfers to happen, but fuck all that. I don't mind having a chat and then I'll pass you over. All right. No, no, no worries. No, obviously. Well, have you got any ideas of who who were you expecting? You know, any anyone in particular that you were hoping to see us get? Um, it's a tough one. Not really. Not really. Not me. I mean, yeah, not really. I, I, no. Did you have anyone you expected? No. Get in. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I don't know why we'd come out tonight and listen to this because we weren't really expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so let's get this right uh you're sitting there waiting for some action but you've got no idea who you want us to sign yeah. just anything yeah. just something and you decided that the pub was the best place to wait for it I, you know i can't argue yeah. with it am i live on, am i live on the radio at the moment by the way absolutely yeah yeah oh we're live on the radio apparently yeah yeah so anyway well i hope everyone's having a laugh at our expense but yeah basically my mate and i decided to come down the pub and we've got Sky Sports on the iPad. We're having a couple of beers. And I don't know what, but we both said to each other, we we're not really expecting anyone to come in. <laughs> and um, we're sitting having a laugh about it. But, uh, but, um, but no, I mean, I mean, this Dwight Gale thing's been, been a bit of a drama, isn't it? I mean, you know, one minute he's going, the next minute he's signing a five-year contract. And it's like, well, who's making up all these bloody rumours, you know? Well, exactly. I mean, it, it does seem that he was going to be the key to everything. If he left and created a space in the squad, we might have gone out and signed someone interesting. But it looks like we've um, we've decided that Gale is the man to uh, stay. Um, we're going to have to let you go because I believe we have Steve Parrish waiting to talk to us. So, um, Brilliant. Okay. We'll sort that out now. Just uh, keep listening. <coughs> we'll be... Cheers, buddy. Thanks. I'm moving aside. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> there you go. Looks like <laughs> just to the point where I actually really want to go and blow my nose. But let's um, we'll chuck Steve onto this call as soon as we can and find out what's been going down in this transfer window. Um, you know, get the story behind the scenes. Really, everyone's speculating, but you know, it's just um, the, oh, <laughs> that's... I, I'm excited about Hello. this. Hello, Steve. It's Chris on Hull Radio. How are you doing? Hi guys, this is our little ritual now, isn't it? Perfect it transfer is. window. Yeah, people have been expecting like it. it. <laughs> Good. So, um, uh, just well, we've got plenty of people online, but we've got uh, Nick, Terence, Gel, uh, in the background here, so you might chip in with some questions. But really, um, are we to, uh, well, that's the big question, isn't it? Are we going to uh, expect any movement in or out before the window shuts? No, I think we're done. Um, there were a few inquiries over the last week, and, you know, bits and bobs that might happen uh, but uh, ended up being very quiet really so um, we are as we are very pleased that we got uh, Emmanuel in very excited about that 
So um, just hopeful um, that we can get on the pitch as soon as possible. Very excited to see that. And obviously we didn't have any outs. So, you know, net, net we're stronger than we were. So we're very happy. Was there uh, anything true about the, the Gale rumours, particularly on the on the new contract, potentially? It's a weird one, that. I mean, strange old day to be talking about a new contract. I mean, all, all, all rumours and noise, none of them started by us. Uh, we didn't receive a bid. We received a few, we, you know, we had a few conversations with agents saying that this club might be interested and that club might be interested, but we never received anything. So, very happy that Dwight's still here. Um, so, uh, you know, once everybody's fit, I think we've got a pretty formidable front line, you know, it's got some goals in it. So, um, that's been the thing that's lacking. I thought Fraser looked really good at the weekend, you know, probably his best game for us for uh, a long time, that. And, uh, you know, Connor's not got long and he's back, obviously, with his suspension. Um, Emmanuel really give us something different. Yannick's, you know, a little bit further off, but obviously we'll get him back soon. Wilfred's found where the goal is, which is really exciting. So, um, you know, it's uh, great. Just all looking good. You know, we're really encouraged, I think, for the big push. And obviously a great cup tie against Spurs TV, I think we've got. So, um, it's fantastic. Uh, Go on, Nick. Nick's got a question for you. Yeah, it's completely... talking uh, just now about a, a previous January transfer window when we signed lots and lots of players and I think it shows that we've moved forward in the fact that we we haven't in a strange sort of way because we're being measured about it do you, uh, and how much of it do you think was a money saving thing because prices in January tend to be a lot higher because teams lower in the table are, are panicking a bit aren't they so did that have any influence on, on buying do you think? Um do you know what? There were one or two players. If, if certain things had happened, there were one or two players around that we thought were represented, you know, decent value. <clears throat> we had a good look at some younger players in this window that Alan was interested in. Um, and we didn't really feel it was the right time. We are, you know, we are much, much happier with the squad than, than we've been, you know, in other windows. Definitely, um, we're in a much better place. Um, we've got a bit the cost control issue like a lot of clubs have I think in this window as well um, but you're right I think we wanted to be you know we're trying to improve from where we are you know if you want to go up from 10th 11th in the Premier League you are dealing with players towards the top of the pyramid you know in where the quantity of them narrows the price of them goes up um, bigger scarcity value uh, more difficult to get so you know, it's, like you say, it's good news we're in that market, but it's it's slightly tougher market to deal in. Yeah. yeah. Now, when uh, when you see the you talk about the the financial fair play, I guess is, is what you're referring to there, and how you know tight things are for us. When you see teams like um, well, certainly Bournemouth, the one you know, obviously infrastructure is pretty small. They've got a very wealthy owner, but you know, I'd, perhaps I don't know enough about FFP, but I see them throwing an awful lot of money about. Is is that something that? Well, I mean, obviously they've got a big gap to make up squad-wise, but is that something that concerns you when you look at the, when you look at the league? No, you know what you you, you have. You know, you have a big um, a big um, gap. You know, you can go from wherever you are in the championship to I think like sixty million wage bill you're allowed in in, in um, this season. So, if you're a promoted club. You know, you've got a lot more room to go up 
And that's right. It's done that way so that the priority clubs come up and they've got a chance to compete. You know, we had it when we came up. Um, Bournemouth have got it now and, and Norwich. And it's right. You know, I feel that's the right thing. So otherwise, you know, if, if those clubs didn't, couldn't get up to that level and the, the others of us are sort of capped at, if you like, they, um, they you know, it's more difficult for them. So that's what you're seeing there. You know, if Bournemouth are in the division and get to kind of three years, you, you know, you'll see that slow down slightly, uh, I think. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. Um, in terms of, of outgoings, do we get any bids for other players? Um, and obviously loan windows still to come as well. Um, any more to be heading out? Uh, no, I think well, in the loan window, we might, we might do some players need some game time. Certainly some younger players will be going, I would imagine. Um, last last time for this emergency loan window, by the way, this season. Oh, so, right. you know, that's gone from next season. So, um, you only be able to do window-to-window loans next season to anyone. So, uh, but yeah, we, I think we'll be availing ourselves of it, definitely. Okay, fantastic stuff. Um, so, again, you mentioned that there might have been a couple of deals that you would have done, and I do know that um, Alan Pardew talked in his press conference earlier on about, you know, being shown certain deals and, and giving the yes or no. Um, is there anything that genuinely disappointed you that you, you didn't get done? Um, you know, there's, there's one player that's gone to a club today that um, Alan, you know, had a feeling for, and uh, me too. So, we, you know, there's no way we were going to be able to make it work, uh, really. But it would be interesting to see how he does because I think there's, he's a real exciting player, the stuff that we've seen. And um, uh, Alan had some great references on him. So I'm actually quite excited to see how he does in the, in, in the division. Um, but, um, no, you know, there's no regrets. You never know how these things are going to work out. As long as Alan's happy, you know, as he said, you know, he looked at all of the targets that were possible, made all of the decisions about what, what he wanted and what he didn't want. You know, he's, I think... In my view, very wisely kept kept his powder back for the summer. You know, I think that we've we want to be a bit more considered, or a lot more considered, um, even than we have been in our work, and um, just really try and make sure that we're diligent in everything about the players that we that we bring in with the kind of money that 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 you know you need to pay the top players. So um, I'm happy, you know, Alan's happy, but there is one. He may, he may have another one, but there's certainly one player that I'm very interested to see how he does. Intriguing. <laughs> uh, okay, Tell, I think you've got a question. Yeah, um, when we was playing Watford in the championship season, obviously there was the game that Holloway was a bit upset about with all the loans. And today they've gone and signed a couple of players that are from their sort of conglomerate of teams. How do um, the people who don't have that sort of infrastructure feel about that? Because it kind of feels a bit like a loophole to me. Yeah, well, it, it, it kind of is, isn't it? Because uh, you've got this situation that the loophole that they closed in the championship, which is where you can only have a certain number of loans from English clubs, but a foreign loan is a window-to-window loan and counts as a transfer, doesn't count as a loan. That, that still exists in the, in the Premier League. So if you take a window-to-window loan under UEFA rules, FIFA rules, that's a transfer. It's exactly the same as a transfer. You can you can have as many of them as you like. They're the rules, you know. I mean, everybody at some point 
uses them or will use them. Um, you know, everybody uses the strengths they've got. We've used our great academy sometimes. I'm, I'm you know, I'm happy for them really. I don't really, you know, if people, if people go, I think, I think if they went, I don't know how many loans they had in the championship at one time, it was like 10 or 11, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And people got a bit upset about that. But I mean, any club would be able to take two loans uh, from abroad. They've got really good knowledge about that market. Um, I mean, Gino, the, who owns it, he's as clever a football guy as you'll, you'll meet in the world. I mean, he's, this guy is, you know, really very, very talented at running a football club. Um, so he's, you know, he's using what's at his disposal, like everybody does. And, you know, I'm actually pleased for them how they're doing. You know, great club, but, you know, similar sort of size to us. Um, just, you know, bossing it and, and giving it a good go in the Premier League. So I'm pleased for them. Okay, cheers. We'll let it go in just a moment. A couple of cheeky questions in from listeners, so I can blame them for it. But they're both asking whether we were ever in for Loic Remy. Uh, well, you know, we had an interest. Did he go today? Has he gone somewhere? Has he gone to Leicester or I somewhere? Where, where do I hear he might be going? No, he didn't go because um, apparently he wanted to, um, Leicester wanted it permanent and he only wanted a loan, is what they've been saying on the TV. Okay. Oh, listen, that, that's definitely a player we've sort of thought about over over a period of time. Um, very, very talented player. Somebody that Alan's worked with before. But, you know, it would have other things have had to fall into place for us to do that one and, and never realistic, you know, from a few days ago. So we weren't really involved, but definitely a, a very good player, you know. Okay, fair enough. And uh, that, I suppose, that, 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 you know, I'll let you, let you go on transfers. But just one quick question. Um, obviously, the um, your new co-owners are in place. Uh, how's that relationship going? And uh, any any progress on your ground plans at the moment? Yeah, really well. Um, it's good. You know, it's all good. So ground plans are still going forward. Don't worry, we're still working on it. I know everyone wants to see them. We're getting there. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's, it's all it's all very positive. Good stuff. Cheers, Steve, once again for joining us on Transfer Deadline Day. I'm sure it's been a been a long day for yourself. So thank you so much. Much appreciated. Guys, it, sorry. We have a bit more to talk about. Sorry about that. Uh, drama, no, no. There's no, still no, a lot of drama this evening. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. still eight minutes, Thanks. Steve. If you fancy buying anybody. I said there's still eight minutes left. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Steve. Thanks a lot. Uh, I hope for a busy guys. All the best. Time. Cheers. Thanks, Bye Steve. now. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. That's um, well. Obviously, I think a lot of people be disappointed uh, that we haven't gone out and signed some players. But Steve, giving it some perspective on uh, on the decisions he's made, because some very funny tweets in about. Uh, all the people saying, "Ask oh, Steve why he hasn't signed Gareth Bale. He's so tight." All this kind of stuff, which is very amusing. Some people genuinely angry and accusing us of of, of licking. No, you're right. I should have got the chairman on the show and just slated him continuously because um, I'm sure that would make him want to come back. That'd have been great. But there you go. Um, you know, you, you got the answer there straight from the horse's mouth about the business that's happened, or rather, not happened uh, on deadline day. But we have signed. Uh, of course, a couple of players in the window with only outs going to be some, uh, well, Jerome Binon-Williams has gone out on loan. 
and uh, of course we might see some people leave in the final emergency loan window uh, so we're going to call it quits right there now we've done done the business uh, thank you very much to everyone uh, who's listened in thank you so much to everyone who's co-presented with me I can't be bothered to list you all uh, cheers for the production team as well uh, we'll be back on Sunday I expect uh, with our live show from 7pm as normal cheers bye It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.